Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with two brothers who forged their bond through steel and trust and podcasting. Maybe? No? Sounds similar? Yeah, it's accurate. Okay. It's kind of like Conan the Barbarian. I haven't seen two of them. I haven't seen <laughs> Tristan in up to like two years now. And then Rob, we yeah. just, I saw you yesterday. It's still a long time. Glad to see you again. You too, man. Did you shave? Too. Me? Me or Rob? I'm going to say Rob first because I saw him yesterday. Did you <laughs> shave? Nah, man. I never shave. I'm the laziest person when it comes to shaving. And people are like, oh, you're trying to grow a beard. And I'm like, no. I'm just lazy as shit. <laughs> I understand that though, because like eventually, like mine started coming in on the sides, and I've been shaving that down. But I was like, I want to get mutton chops just to try it. Why not bring those wow. back? Wow, what? It's bold. Okay. It's bold. <laughs> it is bold, <laughs> especially if the mutton chops are longer than your actual hair. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't own a cowboy hat, then mutton chops just don't work. Oh man! So then you got to get a the good cowboy hat as well. A good and pair of chaps. boots. Snake skin or alligator? Ooh, gotta be the snake. Whichever one you can kill first. Whichever one won't get you paint thrown on you by somebody. That's the one you gotta wear. Then it's fun. True. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be attacked in public, at least for something I didn't know I did. I'd rather it be something I knew I did. Can, can you imagine having that conversation though? Oh, it's faux alligator. You killed four alligators? <laughs> no, faux is in fake. So I work at a gym and there's this girl that comes in. She's a bartender. And uh, I usually go to her bar or whatever. And she gets me like drinks or something. But she wears like she was wearing a, a jacket that was cheetah here, leopard here. It was all the same fabric. It's just regular shirt fabric. But the print, it had cheetah spots. And then it had leopard spots. And then it had like... Something else on her bag was like zebra stripes or something like that. I'm like, God damn, he killed the whole Amazon. <laughs> I know. Cruella DeVille works out at your gym. <laughs> the savannah on your sweater. <laughs> Safari Josephine, far out. I was thinking, imagine, right? You're in that get up with the snakeskin, alligator boots, whatever. Maybe it's a combination of both. She had the whole fucking savannah on her, on her vest. Why not have both boots, right? Mm. And you were playing snooker in an art gallery and then you got like paint thrown at you <laughs> hands glued to your cheeks that's a sensitive subject rob why you gotta say that that stuff gets me so mad i really like because if there's one thing that when you were a kid you never wanted to go experience but now there's something that you're older that you would actually like to go experience what would it be um i think weirdly right and like this is gonna be so disgusting but I would like to just experience a coffee enema. I meant like <laughs> Disney World or Universal Studios. <laughs> he went straight to the coffee enema. Why? I, I, I just want to know what people are talking about. And I want to know. Who's talking about it? Well, you know, <laughs> you know how celebrities get it. And they're like, after I bleach my asshole and like, you know, get the vaginal rejuvenation treatment, I'm going to like go in there and I'm going to get uh, a Fruity Loops anima or something like that. A colonic. <laughs> this just reminded me of our conversation yesterday talking about different types of pizza toppings. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was thinking like, you know, is there like an energy gain or do you feel different afterwards or is it all just like bullshit? Cause it's a, it's a hip thing to do. That's I, I reckon it's just the whole, it's the shelving thing all over again. Where like suppositories 
and it's absorbed faster. So you probably just feel more awake quicker with the coffee enema as well. Yeah. That sort of thing. I wouldn't do that shit all the time. Apparently it's bad for you. It like takes away all the, the like good bacteria as well. So, But at the same time, when you said Fruity Loops, I just pictured someone just Gatling gunning just Fruit Loops out there behind and I just went to a different place <laughs> yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought a like a cereal bar. If you've ever known what those are, they have like a bar yeah. of cereal. I thought of that immediately. So we have LCMs over here, and they're like rice bubble bars. What? It's so rice we call them. Yeah, I know, but in a bar form. Yeah, yeah. legit. With marshmallow. So, it's Wait, addictive as hell. They, we have um at like you can go to a gas station you'll get they have like it's literally the size of your computer but it's a rice krispies treat and i'm like i would like to know the person that actually buys that and goes this is going to be good for me to just eat all day especially it's, it's not a travel snack at all and that's what rice krispies i would think would be for is travel snacks that's the ones that we get over here is the travel snack version it's what you put in kids lunch boxes yeah it's meant to be an energy booster but really you just feel sluggish after that shit like I'll eat a whole LCM bar and then I'm just dead. Need to wake me up. It's a carb uh, carb load, isn't it? That's what the whole point is. It's supposed to overload you with carbs or something like that. It's not sugar, really. I think it's just actually it is sugar, but it's like I don't know. There's something I don't know how it sticks together. It's like magic. It's marshmallow. That's what's in there. Marshmallow yeah. sticks all that shit together. It doesn't feel like but marshmallow when you eat it, though. It just feels like you're eating a bowl of Captain Crunch and your mouth is messed up for the rest of the day. Yeah, see, the jaw see for me, needed is unbelievable. For me, every time I ate an LCM bar, it just tasted like Rice Krispies just with a bowl of butter instead of milk. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, my cholesterol is going through the roof on this one. Are you more conscious about that now that you guys are like, I mean, we're all above the age of 20. I feel like now we're all looking at like, I'm a fitness guy. So I look at a lot of like the health industry stuff. And I think just mentioned to you guys off air about this pharmaceutical ad that I had come across. I'm listening in my headphones, and this thing starts describing the side effects. And I'm pretty sure it was just a medication to make you feel younger, like if you like fix your skin, like if you have crow's lines and things of that sort. Which sucks because if you look, if you look at my podcast and the number of times I go like this, and there's a I'm going to be really messed up when I get older. It's going to have a giant like stress line right over my forehead. I'm not worried about it because guess what? I don't care. Uh, no, but to the pharmaceutical part, there's about this aging cream that would make you younger. And then when I was listing off the side effects, it's like temporary bleeding from the eyes, temporary um, sweats, temporary heat. Then it's like blindness. And then it starts going into a bunch of things where I'm like, is this a real advertisement? <laughs> and I looked it up and it is. It's 2023. And then they had another one about a nursing home that was just as ridiculous. The fuck? It's and that Simpsons episode with the when he goes to the fucking the Chinese store. <laughs> All these flavors have poison. That's bad. That's <laughs> bad. <laughs> there is a skin cream that you can get. It's actually colored red as well. Steve Harvey tried it out. Oprah swears by it. But it is made from the foreskin. Ba yeah, baby foreskin. Yeah. Of Dickie. Taiwanese babies. Oh God, I might have to play that clip. That's nothing's funnier than watching Steve Harvey put. Uh, have you ever seen that, Tristan? No, no, never. <laughs> See, I would never, I would never use it. And I think you absolutely need to double down on the fucking Wolverine crease in your forehead that's going to form by the time that you're forty. And like, like Joe Rogan's going to have his bald head, and you, Robbie Robertson, are going to have a crease. And they're gonna call you the gorge. <laughs> Why? Why? That doesn't sound positive at all. 
This is great stuff. People got to be known by something. But you I think got a face it. that you could forget. <laughs> if you think about it, if you have the Wolverine, like, you know, the crease, you could like invent hair extensions for your eyebrows and then get the Wolverine eyebrows, grow your hair out and then just get really big and start squatting everywhere with like knives in between your fingers. <laughs> I this guy him. at a Star Wars convention going full Klingon and he's like, I got to tell you, it's 75% prosthetics, 25%, you won't know where. And it's the gorge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God. I'm trying to pull up the Steve Harvey thing, but what do you guys, what are your guys thoughts on, you know, would you prefer not to know about side effects or would you guys prefer to know about side effects? I, I definitely want to know the side effects. That shit, especially if it fucks with your kidneys or your liver, because those are all the processing organs, right? It's going to eventually fuck up everything else. Those things go into failure. And that's not like I take care of myself and I'm that body conscious, but I just, I find myself leaning away from medicine, um, which helps that we're in Australia because we, we, we don't have a medicine culture like that. You know what I mean? We don't have the drug culture like that. True. Yeah. So for me, I, I like to know the side effects mainly because um, I've taken like pills in the past for like skin conditions where I'd never read the side effects. So one of them was like, you will get nauseous for like three days straight and you need to take this pill once every three days. What do you call it? I remember I was shitting blood one time and I was God. like, what the fuck? And the doctor was like, oh, it's normal. Damn. It's part of the pill as part of the oh, side effects. Damn. Can you imagine you're taking like a Tylenol? And it's like side effect is concussions. You're like, what do you mean concussion? It's like you take it and then it's just like a random like invisible punch <laughs> to the face. And you're like, oh my God. Like now you can't sleep or you'll die. And you're like, what? <laughs> it, just pro- it just gets processed and your liver shoots a, a signal up your spinal cord and it just rocks your fucking brain against your skull and you're just like wow this is cheaper than <laughs> this is cheaper than meth you'll have george foreman punch disease what's george foreman punch disease well randomly your head's gonna crack back like george foreman just gave you a full haymaker to the face you're like what what is, is he in my house no it's just an invisible thing you're not gonna see it it's like geez that sounds terrifying don't worry it's a one in a million chance it'll happen. And when I say one in a million, I mean, you're probably that one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were talking about one in a yeah. million yesterday. <laughs> I said how positive it sounds is like, you're a one in a million. That sounds really positive. But then if you said it in a different tone, which is you're just one in a million, it sounds so bad where I was like, damn, my whole childhood, I banked off that being that one in a million. And now you're telling me it's like, it doesn't mean shit. It means you're one in a whole plethora of them out there. Yeah. Sometimes you really want to bank on being the sexy single in your area. <laughs> but really, sometimes it's just not that. They always say yeah. they're waiting to meet me. <laughs> not me, <And> evidently. <laughs> six right. hours later, I'm tied up in a van. I'm sh- oh good <laughs> God! I'm showing Tristan this because this is important. Let me know if this pops up on your screen. So this is Steve yep. Harvey trying on one's hand, and I will. So I don't think it's going to give me a copyright strike because Steve Harvey's a nice guy. So it'll it hasn't shown up. up just yet. It'll be good. Yeah, it hasn't home. shown up. This computer is like ten years old. So. There we go. Oh, nice, cool. We got it. All right, ready. Yeah. Oprah's favorites. She says it's a miracle. Fountain of youth and her magic wrinkle cure. So I'm going to put a little on your hand. I do that. Oprah did. Yeah, Oprah yeah. did it. All right. So here we're going to rub it right in. How come it's red? What's... I'll show you in a sec, Steve. 
So this is made from growth hormones of human Look, horses. the wrinkles has just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even ball my hand up. But so, so it's made from human foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> you done set up here. Somebody's private parts in my damn hand. What I'm you sorry. laughing at? I'm sorry. This your last time on the show. This your last time. This is the weird part. <laughs> you tell Oprah this what's on her face? She knows. She knows. She knows. There were a couple protesters about it because they are cells from baby foreskin. Oh, baby foreskin. That makes it better. Yeah, that's that's different. I thought it was some grown ass man. <laughs> okay, does it work? So yeah, human foreskin. So. Is it better that it's baby foreskin? I don't get it. I, think I mean, it's just worse altogether. <laughs> I'm like, he I got really calm after they said, oh, it's baby foreskin. Then he's like, okay, that's fine. And walks off. I'm like, I don't know. That's even worse to me, to be honest. I mean, it's wrong both ways, but it's still like, uh, what are we talking about? But that'll become normalized eventually. Anybody will do anything to get younger. This quest for immortality has been throughout history. You know, they've killed villages to get immortality or the idea of immortality or trying to find whatever the fountain of youth is and now we're just at a point where we're just using baby foreskin to try and find that immortality you know you know someone up there up in the sky is just like god damn it they went they went in a complete wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh they go like can you believe these assholes it's they the islands the take the foreskin. islands <laughs> <laughs> The elbow skin would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most wrinkliest part on a person. Mm. That and the kneecaps. I never. I will never go after a girl with bad kneecaps. Damn. Sorry. I might be petty in that aspect of things. But when I see a bad-looking kneecap, it looks like Abraham Lincoln. Like I can see it in the kneecap. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want the founding fathers <laughs> pointed at me. Is it the skin <laughs> or the cap? The actual like kneecap. Some... Oh, damn. Okay. Some people got some really ugly ass knees. You don't want to be face number five on Rushmore? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody's got something. What's your one thing that you don't really find appealing? Um, Let's say personality because I'll slap you through a Zoom call. Damn. <laughs> personality. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> the PC King. Um, something I don't find appealing on a woman. I don't find, I'm not a feet guy. I don't, I don't find them ugly, but I don't find them appealing in any way, shape or form. Like if a chick's got like really nice toes with toe ring and stuff like that. Does nothing for me. Quentin Tarantino shows you an experimental film he's working on. You're telling me you're not going to watch it. Oh, I'm watching it. Okay. But the, <laughs> it's got the, feet the, in the, it. The, the foot scene isn't standing out for me. Even in Jackie Brown, uh, Bridget Fonda puts her, her toe on Robert De Niro's glass. And I don't know if that's, that was supposed to be like sexual foreshadowing because they do have sex in that scene, I think. But it just like, it did nothing for you. I just thought of like someone going to the toilet and then coming back and then resting their feet on the actual table and then rubbing their toe on my drink. 
It's like you had that in the shitter. Would you give them like a survey before they did anything with your feet? If someone offered, or if you were getting to the point where you were going to try it out, and someone would you just give them a survey? Like, and have you ever walked barefoot anywhere that what I would consider be not clean? Like what? Like how clean do you keep your house? Are you saying my house is dirty? I am. I'm saying I've seen your house and your room, but ain't doing shit. I'm saying we need to foot spa first. <laughs> you have bunions. That's all I got to know. I don't want that anywhere near me. You don't want the extra fiction from the bunion? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just thinking of that, that sterile room from Dexter where it's just all plastic. Like you have to foot spa and then you can only walk in there and I will deem it acceptable after the 63 question. <laughs> what do, all right, what's your thing, Tristan? What you got? Bad teeth. You oh, can't give me man. the gap tooth. I cannot stand it. Like, can't get the London look for me. It just doesn't do anything. Okay. Horrible. Is that, has it always been like that? Like, since you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they used to have these ads. I don't know if it was the same in America, but for Maybelline and things like that. Um, was it Maybelline Big Dog? Or was it something else where it was like, get the London look? And it was just this huge gap tooth on this lady. And it was, it was horrible. Revlon. So I want Freddie, to say Revlon. Freddie Mercury comes up to you in a bar. You're not going to talk to him? Well, I mean, I'll just put my hand where his mouth is and then just keep talking. Just take your credit card. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Is it swipe or pay tag? <laughs> I don't mind the gap tooth. I actually don't mind the gap tooth. That's all right with me. But like, you got to have most of your teeth. Yeah, that's true. That's good dental hygiene. Just quickly yeah. as well, if I met Freddie Mercury and I had a thing about teeth, I would just take one of those pills you were talking about that gives me temporary blindness, and I'm good. <laughs> it says it's a one in a million chance that that would happen. I'll take a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's crazy is that we would have a different set of rules for the fellas. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, a guy could look however he wants to look. You know what I mean? And we're like, he's a guy. But a chick, if like there's that one thing that we don't like, to, <laughs> it's sort of like, okay, cool. I think do, 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 do. Well, well, like if yeah. you're going out to a bar, do you feel like women have to prepare more or guys have to prepare more? Women. Yeah. Depending on the context of why they're going yeah. to the bar. And depending on who the guy up. is, sometimes the guy's got to style their hair for 30 minutes. When I got a haircut, I just said something easy, something I can just, I wanted it really short so I could just put a little bit of gel in it and spike it up. And uh, they usually I go into the haircut place and I'm like, do whatever you want. They're like, what? I'm like, I trust you. Just because I think it's going to be cool if they give me a new hairstyle or something. So this person tried something new and they did it. And I was like, damn, I don't like that at all. But whatever. So I just left and paid for it. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's, as it's, you do. It's experiment for me. It's like going to Chipotle. I just tell them you make something you would make. And they go, you don't want to tell me what to do. I'm like, no, I'm breaking the system right now. I'm going to see if your brain can handle that. Just make me whatever you want to make. And they no avocado though. Don't put that on my sandwich. Wow. Not Go to a Mexican joint and no avocado. What? That's not the only reason to go there. It's just the only good place to get tacos most of the time. <laughs> Are you a fan? Do you fuck with those birria tacos? A what taco? A birria taco. It's like slow roasted meat, and then they um they dip the tortilla in the 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 juice that um, the meat was kind of braising in and they put that on the grill and they put uh, sometimes Oaxaca cheese or cheese on there. 
and then they chuck the they chuck the meat on there, which is like slow pull apart type shit. They grill both sides and they give you like a little tub of consomme, which is like the um the juice, and then you dip your dip your taco in it and then eat it. It is the shit. I, I wouldn't be something I would order. Wow. It's too over, not overstimulated, but it's too complicated for me to be able to process. If I have to wait like 15 or 20 minutes for my food, I want something I could just pick up and eat. Like if I was going to have a taco, I'd get a tortilla and then I'd like the chicken on the side. And then I put the chicken in the taco and I just roll it up with some, maybe some lettuce on there and roll it up and then eat it. But if they're like, you get to do this and then you have to do this and char you like, it's like, it's like chilies when the plate comes out and it's hot, you know, that's fake, right? It's not the food being hot. It's the plate. It, that's all it is. It's it's a lie. It's a manipulation, and we've been lied to. So I had to wait 45 minutes for someone to get their sizzling hot plate so I can get my food as well too. They're like, we got your chicken tenders in the back, but we're going to bring it out when we bring out all the other food. I'm like, great. So my chicken tenders and french fries have to wait on this person's lobster quiche borscht that's coming out of the Chili's hot plate. I don't know. I had to think of something exotic. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine i've never chilies? seen borscht being served like in real life <laughs> i enjoy those places though i mean do you not like looking at all the goofy shit they have on the walls where you're just Fuck like... it that is the best place if i could go back in time it would be this restaurant that we used to have called babies and it was like the the movie waiting shenanigans and they would just it'd just be like a, a all sorts bucket of whatever that have bicycles and like mustaches and it, and it looked like ripley's believe it or not like that type museum setting but the food the food was unbelievable it was like some some sort of americana type diner type setup but so good potato skins chicken tenders burgers there's a cooking show called cooking with paul or something like that i don't know if you guys have that there the guy's name i'm pretty sure is paul or phil 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 his name is phil but I don't remember what the show is exactly called. And I was watching it and I I, I paused it because I was at a buddy's house. I go, do you notice this guy's like slightly racist? And they're like, what? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's his jokes. Now, he is an older Jewish fellow. But the way he was saying things was very like how your grandparents would say something where you have to pull them aside. And like, you can't say that in public. <laughs> like he would say something and here's an example so this is not even something he said this is something he did that i noticed and i was like you have to rewind the fucking tape on that one i gotta see what this i gotta make sure i'm seeing i was drinking at the time so i was like i gotta see if this is like 100 real and uh he walks in there's a, a white chef and a black chef and he walks up to the white chef handshakes her and then he goes to to the black chef and she go, is taking off her glove to give him a handshake and he goes fist bump and fist bumps it and goes yeah and then goes like that and i'm like I don't know. We got to rewind that. We got to check that again because that was something to yeah. me where I was like, what is that? I mean, that could be a mistake maybe, but then there was a couple things he would say like, so how, well, how is this a Mexican restaurant? He goes, it's because you guys are Mexican? And he said that. And I'm like, <laughs> and the guy's like, no, it's the food that we serve. And he's like, oh, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, <laughs> oh wow you know i do something similar at work, right? I'm not sexist or anything, but I will shake hands with all the guys and then with the girls, because they're in the line that I'm shaking hands with people, and like I will give them a fist bump. And they'll be like, oh, of course, yes, a fist bump. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel making that connection. It just, to me, it's weird. Is, is it as weird as kissing them on the cheek, like you see a lot of people do? 
Uh, yeah. And we do have a lady at work that likes to kiss on the cheek and she did it all the way through COVID. And I was like, I don't know if this is, uh, this is Sanitary. regulation. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care about the germs, but it's more like, is a regulation? Like I'm not going to get pulled aside in a room and say like, you have to quarantine for 10 days now or something. Because you, know, <laughs> you made physical contact. Yeah. Uh, for me, I like, if I'm first meeting a girl, I'll shake the hand, but I'll give them a proper, like, dap me up handshake. <laughs> like there's, uh, my hands are like E for everybody when it comes to handshakes, like everyone gets a handshake. But I remember this one time, my mate's girlfriend at my other mate's kid's birthday, he was like, oh, this is my girlfriend. So and so I was like, yeah, no worries. I'm Tristan. And she had like the full, like it claps into your hand with the up, down and release with the eye contact. And I was like, this is someone's gone to like a handshake seminar. You know what I mean? Like they've got <laughs> tips on how to do a proper handshake. Damn. It was unbelievable to me. I always avoid handshakes because my hands are really callousy. So instead of getting into the awkward discussion of someone like, what's wrong with your hands? I'm just like, look, they're workman's hands. It's not that I work outside. It's just that you get them one of two ways. And that's by working outside, like doing farm stuff, or you get it from weightlifting. And I have, so I have huge calluses on my hands. And so I just fist bump people to avoid the awkward thing. And then everyone looks at me like I'm unprofessional. I'm like, I'm not unprofessional. I just don't want to get into a full-on discussion with you guys about my, the, my hands. And then we're staring at my hands, and I get really self-conscious about it. So what, when you shake hands nice and firm, like you don't have the dead dick sort of handshake. I got a good grip to my Okay, hand. that's good. That's good. Like if that's you were good. dangling off a cliff, I could hold you for hours. You'd never have to worry about falling. Damn. We're good. I got really insane grip. Like everyone at my work, like – uh, there's a, I have a buddy who's a professional arm wrestler. He's got huge hands, but yeah, my, he says my grip's good. So I'm just saying like, I don't know where that comes from. I guess people are just naturally gifted with like one stupid ass that. And I have hollow knees, which makes me aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> 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 I put that on my Tinder profile and immediately I started getting likes. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. And cock ring hand grips. <laughs> <laughs> All I know oh, is that if we man. ever get into a car accident, the steering wheel's coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving us to the hospital. It's like every superhero movie where you just see a hand comes off and it's just the finger holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they made driving steering, you know, the steering wheels, they, how they made them with the indents. And they just had one really big guy come in and squeeze the, the thing. <laughs> it's designer. <laughs> is that like an extra $5,000? Honestly, so I wouldn't you're just be... out there and they're like, Robbie, and you're just like, breaking <laughs> <laughs> the rivets into it. I always wondered how they created half this stuff. Like when I look at like how they pave roads and stuff, and then I see they always do it in the worst possible times. And it's always the season when we're the busiest and then the roads are closed and they're paving. And I'm like, why did you guys wait all winter to do it here? Like we had to wait for the sun to be out. I was like, the sun was out most of the day on all those days, <laughs> but it wasn't warm enough for the asphalt to cool. I was like, wait what it wasn't warm <laughs> enough for the asphalt to cool They're like yeah the asphalt actually needs heat and i'm like you know what i'm not even going to challenge you on this man because i got to get to dunkin donuts within the next 20 minutes <laughs> it's hot and ready time man it's hot and ready time you would think that they'd like develop like an enzyme or an agent that they could put in asphalt nowadays where like you know if there's a bit of friction it would just cause heat to disperse within it because don't you have those wipes nowadays where they're cold but you rub them between your hands and it heats up 
I swear you could do something like that with asphalt. I know Hot about pockets. it. I, I know about I knew about the hand warmer things, but it's cold out and you have the hand you just crush them or something and they heat up. Yeah. 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 But I don't know about the disinfecting, disinfecting, disinfecting wipe. <laughs> I added it's, three in there for you. It's triple A you. for your protection. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine having that conversation? I've got ribbed hand sanitizer. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> then you have some dude that comes out of the corner and just goes, the only hand sanitizer I know is the stuff I used to sniff. And you're just like, <laughs> all right, Jim's having a good day today. <laughs> That's one way to treat it. You know what I mean? No bleach up your nose. I mean, if you really spend all your time trying to eliminate bad influences out of your life or bad influences out of even your kid's life, it's not going to happen. You got hand sanitizer could be a bad influence. That got me in so much trouble in high school. In high school, probably middle school. I'll be 100% honest with you. You can't sniff it hard enough to where you start you're, start tearing up. Maybe that just says something about me, but it was like a challenge in my school. A bunch of kids would be like, hand sanitizer. And they'd go like that, and their eyes would start tearing up. I'm like, isn't that killing brain cells? I'm like, I just feel like that's a bit aggressive. And the teacher didn't care. They thought it was funny. <laughs> Man, I, I didn't touch hand sanitizer until I reckon I was like 21. Why? We just never had it. Oh, like hand sanitizer was like uh, it wasn't an essential at that point. We just never had it around the house. Our Did school didn't have it. Okay. Did you wash your hands? Yeah, of course. Okay. Did you? Add you soap? can't. You. It's. It's. It can never be an either or. We had this chick at work that wouldn't wash her hands, but would use hand hand sanitizer. They're like, how are you going to clean the shit off your hands? You know what I mean? Like, it's you, still there. What was it her job make, though? She was like a team leader. <clears throat> so she would go to the bathroom, take a mad poo, and then come out and just hand sanitize. Like she would just walk straight out. It's just, it was the oddest thing. It wasn't me that spotted it. It was someone else that worked there. But there was one time where she was like making the salads for like the work lunch oh. and like, oh yeah. Just watching it was like a fucking horror show. It's always the salads. That's what someone goes. I got sick yesterday from, I got food poisoning. What'd you get? I got salmonella. It's like, what the hell did that woman eat before she took a poo <laughs> in the bathroom? And, and it's always either that or that one person that sneezes into their hands and then wipes it on their pants and then just gets along with their fucking day as well. Yeah. I don't. I always usually try to hold elbows. in the sneeze. I usually hold in the sneeze. Yeah, yeah same. But then you do that weird, like giving birth sort of breath. Like, yeah. Is that better? I mean, I feel like that's better than openly sneezing and everyone just hearing the spray come from your nose and mouth that just goes in a direction, whether it's into your elbow or not. But sometimes, if you keep the like, you internalize the pressure from the sneeze. You spit out your mouth. You're like, <laughs> you do that one. <laughs> you made this sound that someone does when they fall off a truck and hit the concrete. <laughs> Dane Cook has a piece about it where he talks about this guy who like sneezed just full force, no hands, nothing. And he said he could see the debris from the sneeze. And he was like, I said, God bless you. But I said it almost like cover your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always disgusting to me. Someone that coughs like without covering their mouth at all. 
Like, at least put your head yeah. down. You know, when they do the big, like, dog sort of, ha, like that. It's like, <laughs> can't pretend. It's like a fucking shotgun, <laughs> you know, blast. Do you find that as you've become older that you guys probably socialize more or socialize less? Less. Um, I'm starting to socialize more. But honestly, any form of socializing is like more for me, considering I'm a shut-in when it comes to games. Mm. I mean, I've got my partner now and we go out most weekends, so that's a lot more socializing for me. <laughs> like, but is it just you and your partner going out? Are you guys like, what's a social event for you? Uh, family parties, things like that. Yeah, going to meet up friends, going to dinners with other people. Okay. And our family parties are usually fucking packed anyway, so... I thought it was the Mardi Gras thing that Rob was telling me about yesterday. <laughs> no, See, that, not this that time. Would, that would break me. So for me, like, I, I, I did that in my early 20s, went out, socialized, did that sort of thing. And then when we had kids, I just, it just dropped off, man. And then I realized that I've got this social battery. And it can only be used so much. So if I go out Saturday and it's like, all right, we're going to go to family, then we're going to go to dinner, and we're going to do all these sort of things, take kids to a playground and stuff like that. The Sunday, I need that day off. Like it is legit the day for rest and recharging that battery. I can only take so much. I used to not like when people said, I need a personal day or me day. I'm like, you could just do that whenever you don't have something that you're doing already. Like your everyday technically a you day, right? And they're like, no, I just need a day where I need to just relax and do nothing and worry about me. And then I had like burnout really bad. And I'm still kind of got burnout really bad, but I was just up at two o'clock in the morning watching Bob Ross do these trees, man. And he's just going, you know what? You got to get to know the trees before you do them. And I'm like listening to this guy. He's like, I'm telling you, he's like, all you have to do is go out into nature, meet a tree, ask his name, be his friend. And I'm like, Ah, and I know he's not on drugs too, which is the craziest. <laughs> yep. That's just a sober man right there. Yeah. But I was like, well, now I know what my goal today, this Saturday today that we're recording this, I know what my goal today is going to be. It's going to be doing exactly what I watched on that one hour seminar, Bob Ross last night. Or and this morning. I think one day you got to treat yourself to a perm, to no. a Bob Ross no. perm. Now I want to get just... the head shaved completely. Oh, damn. Space monkey. I did that in the beginning of my show during COVID. It was all, everything was locked down and it was about a year in and I was like, I need a haircut. So my buddy's mom's boyfriend was like, I can cut your hair. I cut mine all the time. And I'm looking at his head. I'm like, I ain't, that ain't a good thing to put on the resume. <laughs> um, it looks, it looks like you cut it yourself. I mean, from That's the outside, it looks good, but it's kind of like one of those false flag things. Like on the inside, it's all <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, sure, man, you know what? Why not? And then he does half of it. And then he stops and goes, I don't want to do this anymore. And I go, you got to do the rest of it. And he goes, I just don't have the energy. And I'm like, damn. So I'm sitting on his couch and I, this one, I had really curly hair. So my hair, like half of it's out to here and the other half's like just flat buzzed. And um, he actually have hair that doesn't grow back right here because he had way too far in and just completely shredded that part right there. So that's why I do the little cowlick thing that i got but that happened to be the first time i was doing video on my show and i had some of my favorite comedians on my show at that point so i just looked like i was scalped and it was terrible but uh you live and you learn that's it yeah, i find right? myself not caring as much now that i'm a little bit older i just don't give a shit anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's true <laughs> especially when it comes to hair i still would like to see you with the perm though 
I think the perm would set it off. Like set off what? Fire? Yeah. <laughs> the bird's nest, the kindling look. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I liked your hairstyle when it was long, Rob. It looked pretty good. But I feel like just short hair is just, it's it's an easier thing to deal with. I mean, I'd rather prefer how much time is going to spend me in the bathroom trying to get my hair ready compared to, you know, when someone goes, I spent 20 minutes blow drying my hair. I'm like, Ugh. Fuck, man, you got to be fun to take places, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I, I never did all that shit with my long hair. It was just how you see it is how it is. But I also, like, I just woke up one day and I was like, I don't feel like that guy anymore. I felt like <laughs> I was becoming my hair. I was getting slovenly. I was just, like, moping around and just, like, flicking my hair and shit. And I was like, I don't like this anymore. And straight away just went to go get a haircut just changed i know people say like you can tell a lot about a person by the way that they look but i feel like if you have a sim like a certain hairstyle you probably fit that personality i feel like it invokes the personality like look at a guy with a man bun do you know any guys on with man buns that are kind of like really really like athletic or really really like business and never do all this type of there's none of that hmm. yeah it's true actually i think the only athletic guy i know is just like with a man bun is Jason Momoa, but that's Jason Momoa as well. He's yeah, just he's a machine. The, he's got the full thing though. He doesn't have just have like just the man bun that's kind of like all like like hippie style a little bit. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, when you're bald, people just think. I mean, I've seen so many bald people that look exactly like some other bald people. Where I'm like, is that just the style? Is that just how do you guys do that? I don't see anything. Even when I shave, it's not that close. And they just like, <laughs> there's no hair there. I'm like, what is that? A disease? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's hereditary. <laughs> The follicles just cease to grow, Robbie. It's like you just you just kind of like like Play-Doh. You just kind of suck it in, and it just goes right back into your head. I'm like, no <laughs> shit, really? <laughs> oh, oh, fucking fuck. hell. But Tristan, come on. It's been, what, two years since we last talked? Tell me. Catch me up, bro. How have you been, like, world-wise? I know the pandemic happened. We don't have to talk about that. But what's going on in your <laughs> life? You, got it? you still twitching or uh, game streaming? uh no i haven't streamed in so long man so what the fuck have i been doing with my life so um shit so the last time i spoke to you i was in another job now i'm in another job <laughs> so things have changed in employment um i met my partner last year may and we've been officially dating since june of last year so it's coming up to nearly our anniversary which is great congratulations yeah uh, thank you i've um I had a big, like, uh, I guess, mental collapse. And then now I'm sort of getting back into the swing of things, which is good. Feeling a lot better, doing a lot better as well, which is great. Feeling like I'm uh, a lot more out of my shell, which is good. I had a moment there where I was like, who the fuck am I? What the fuck am I doing? And I just like stay away from everything. But now um, I feel a lot more, I guess, comfortable with like speaking how I feel, <laughs> if that makes sense as well, which is good. But not to like, you know, focus on a lot of that shit as well. So yeah, man, it's just been a lot of working. Um, I'm actually moving into another role in June as well. So I feel like the employment just keeps on changing, but it's fun and exciting regardless. Um, and yeah, just been going out a lot more, meeting a lot more of like, not meeting, but going, hanging out with a lot more family that I haven't seen since I was a kid or I just saw them very rarely, which is cool. Um, and yeah, just planning for the future, like, 
planning for kids, planning to move in with my girlfriend, planning financially as well. Like it's all just a lot of planning, but it's all so fucking exciting for me. That, I'm loving that, it. That existential crisis thing is real though. I just had uh, on my YouTube, my YouTube subscribers just started bumping up because YouTube started doing podcasts. And I sent like an email to YouTube. Like I think someone put like bots on my thing or something like that. I don't want to get in trouble for that. And the YouTube, they sent me a reply back and it was kind of rude the way they replied. They just said, they go, no, your analytics are correct. Are you just surprised that people actually like listening to you? And I was just like, damn, you know, you roasted the hell out of me. I didn't even deserve that. <laughs> but it's like that the imposter syndrome type thing. You know, you end up getting involved, so involved in something. And next thing you know, I mean, I think that's a lot of kids, even my generation, especially you know, people in their 20s that are just kind of like, what do we do? What are we going to be? I mean, do you have any hmm. interests or goals or anything that you're looking to probably achieve in the next couple of years? I know it's a tough question, but it's on the spot. Uh, it's actually in relation to woodwork, man. Start making like, yeah. So I want to get into that type of stuff because um, my girlfriend is, I guess, relatively short compared to me. I'm 6'4", she's 5'5". Five five. And she's like, oh, I just broke my stepladder. And I was like, I wonder if I could learn how to make a stepladder. So I've just been YouTubing like random shit. I saw the coolest invention where it's a chair, right? It's just a wooden chair. But then you flip it one way, stepladder. Flip it the other way, back to a chair. It's like a fucking transformer. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, cool, I want to get into this and like making my own um, like stuff or even just handiwork, to be honest, fixing stuff around the house. What I see when I thought woodwork, what my brain would have went to is just walking up to like my door and making my front door like an exotic thing. And when I mean exotic, I don't mean fancy plants and shit or goofy cars and bicycles on the wall. I mean that to get in my house, you have to knock three times and spin the drywall and do like a bunch of random <laughs> shit to get into the actual house. Oh man. <laughs> These answers three, you must provide. <laughs> <laughs> a random voice from like the, like the, the ceiling or the light just start talking to you. You must answer these three riddles. <laughs> oh, I really need to pass, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> but I see this inventions all the time on like TikTok. Someone builds like a, I think in a dude's uh, backboard of his bed, he had like a slides. It opens like a shotgun and everything in there. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you know, it was like looking in Sky Mall magazine when I was a kid. They would have like a globe, a really antique like business one that's like brown. But then you take the pop off it and they have like Jack Daniel bottles and they have all these uh, cool like little whiskeys and everything. And I'm like, that's what I do. I just make the place look really, really businessy like, you know, have it like I would make my own custom like, um, I don't know, maybe a drawer for the coffee table that you use to watch tv the drawer that has remotes in it and i'm like i know they build those but have you ever been in a home that where the coffee table they don't have a drawer it's like un it's like unnormal i'm like why don't we do that's the smartest idea it doesn't get lost in the couch cushion anymore yeah boom that's Very a million dollar idea and someone's gonna steal it damn <laughs> I was in an Uber last night coming back from my mate's place and I don't know do you go do you guys do shoeys Robbie at all what's a shoey so a shoey is where you legit just take off your shoe and pour a drink into it and then just scull it out the shoe I've seen those I just didn't know what it was called <laughs> fair enough so like it's a very common thing over here like people just rip shoeys 24 7 if they want to and this Uber driver I was talking to he was pretty much like hey um you know, I've got a lot of mates who love doing shoeys. And I was like, why don't you just like build a pub, right? And have a pub where you make a mold of a shoe 
like, you know, Dust Boot from Beer Fest, shit like that. But then you just serve shoeys at like three times the price of a normal beer, but it's the same amount of beer that's in there. You could probably kill it with profits. They have that over here at this bar. The one I was saying about with the girl with all the cheetah print and stuff. There's a bar called Hammerheads and it's on the beach. I live in a beach town, so it's like prime resort drinking and all that type of stuff. Um, and I'm recently started going out too, so it's not a big thing for me. Uh, but the champagne bong, which is just like this thing that has like this giant container at the end of it and then has a long straw. And you're supposed to, as you tilt it up, the air kind of goes through. And it's champagne. I've never had champagne before. So I'm drinking a pina colada and then they offer up a champagne bong and then I go and take, I love that drink. I don't care. You can make fun of me for it. It's the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Everyone always gives me eye looks when I over I order to take, you want the champ or you want the uh, pina colada? I'm like, yeah, just don't put whipped cream on it. None of that shit. Just the drink. Just the drink. That's it. Just make it manly. All right. <laughs> I want a professional pina colada. Goddamn it. <laughs> don't put the cherry in it either. Cause that always gets lost. I'm afraid I'm going to accidentally inhale it. Far <laughs> <laughs> out. Man, no hate towards any man that orders pina coladas or any of those sort of cocktails and stuff like that. I like fruity drinks. I mean, I don't always like to just smash beer and hard liquor and shit. Well, I know the purpose is like people say like, oh, it's to get trashed. I'm like, that's not my what I'm doing though. I don't really care to get trashed. If anything, I'm just going to go pina colada or Jameson. And they're like, you're zero to a hundred, aren't you? I'm like, Basically, anything I do, it's either like little or it's a lot. No middle. When I was on this cruise, I went on like this uh, P&O cruise. And on there, they had this drink called the Mango Magic. And man, it was good. It was like mango slurpy alcoholic though. And it was was the, the tastiest thing ever. A little hint of mint on the top there. Beautiful. Do you like frozen drinks? Do you think that, I mean, I feel like those should be just better than normal drinks anyway. I mean, if you're actually going to sit and actually have a good time, I just wish they put it like in a manlier cup for you to actually enjoy. They always put it like in a martini glass with an umbrella and you're like, you look motherfucker. Just give me, give me a beer stein of this. And then so nobody can see what's in it. That's, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Man, the amount of times I've had to like drink a strawberry frozen margarita at like the the Mexican place that my girlfriend and I go to, it's fucking hilarious because it's legit and it's massive as well. And it's just frozen strawberry margarita in there. And I'm sitting there with this straw trying to get away from the ice and people are giving me the weirdest looks at the same time. Girlfriend's just laughing at me. I'm like, okay, this is how it is now. You need to make but the bar, Robbie. Why? You need to make the bar on the beach, manly, well, sort of cocktail drinks in manly cups and call it manly booze, like I'm Malibu. Curious. That's actually a place that's called Malibu's down here. But it's manly booze. I know, but you can still get sued anyway. Or you call it professional penis. Oh. I don't like that one. I don't like that <laughs> one. You guys want to go down to Pro P tonight? <laughs> yeah, someone's going to just mess with the name of it. Yeah, especially penis. Like penis cup. <laughs> yep. Yep. Can I get a stein of penis, please? <laughs> God, having making a bar idea is probably one of the worst ones out there. I hate to say it, but it's always like every I thought about it for it's like adopting a child. Eventually you just get to this point where you're like, I can adopt a baby. Like, no, you can't. Don't get a dog first. And then or yeah, a goldfish. Get a plant. Get a plant first. Oh, those things never live. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it doesn't you move or talk so you forget two days. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's a red flag for me is when I walk into a house and I see someone with a lot of plants in their house. My grandfather, that was his jam. He would, wherever he moved, he would just like, I'm going to grow a pumpkin in the backyard. And it's like, sir, this is like, you know, the, the nature path for everyone to grow their shit or, or just, just to enjoy the plants. He's like, I'm taking over the whole strip and I'll grow tomatoes and pumpkins and zucchinis and all sorts of stuff. And then on his balcony was just all these fucking plants. And like, I had this thing where I was like, I would move them, like if they needed to move house, but I'm not touching that fucking balcony. Hmm. I think the most I've seen where we had like a community garden style thing was that there's this off the highway, there's like this open little bit of forest land and what happened was after all these years, someone had started to go through there and realize that what was growing there was weed. So people <laughs> that were driving on the highway would take their baggies or whatever they want, whatever has seeds in it or whatever, and they would toss it out the window. And I'm assuming if a cop was behind them or they get paranoid or something like that, and it would go into this field. And after all these years, it just kind of grew. And everyone, it looks so similar sometimes if you look at it to not like the actual long buds or anything, but the actual like leaf of it looks like some like we would assume poison ivy or something like that. So that a lot of people just stayed out of there and never touched this type of stuff. And that was like the biggest thing that we really had. I mean, having a garden is one thing, but having like infinity plants in your house where you're walking in you're like we're in a goddamn what is it avarium no, that's for birds we talked about that yesterday rob um, greenhouse i guess but there's a b bavarium or there's something there's uh, another word arborium it. yeah something whatever the lady from harry potter that everyone's saying she's hot uh, i was gonna <laughs> say when you when you walk in there you expect it to be like that maze in goblet of fire how they got to find the cup how the fuck do we get out of here i would hate that <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah i don't have claustrophobia yeah i'd just go crazy I'd, I'd just start running through like you know the plants to see if like i can just get through them i'm not i don't have claustrophobia but i use it as an excuse whenever people start crowding around me like i have claustrophobia and then people are like oh i'm so sorry and they'll like back up to like individual corners of the elevator and i'm sitting in the middle like all right let the fart <laughs> out slowly <laughs> <laughs> Really get it out there. Shake your legs a little bit to like, you know, get the circulation. <laughs> you need leverage. You need it. <laughs> Have one of those ones where your heels come off the floor as well. That actually reminds me, I would love to see Fear Factor make a reboot, but without Ludacris, just have Joe Rogan back on it. I wish it was like the older style of things. I feel like they pushed the boundary a little bit too much. I tried to watch the one with Ludacris. It was not that edgy as it was before. I never watched that one. I didn't even know Ludacris took over from Rogan. Yeah, it wasn't that good. That's probably why you didn't hear about it. It wasn't as ludicrous as you thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's. I think they were definitely using his uh, celebrity personality to really try and boost up views on it. But you just don't see... Like Ninja Warrior used to be amazing. I used to watch it all the time. It's still okay, but it's just like... It, it seems like now you're getting way more athletic people on there. Like Everyone started taking keto. I'm like, why don't we see any contestants that like one dude's in a wheelchair? He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, you ain't going to make it past the first round, dude. And it's like, <laughs> nah, I got this. And then he starts walking on his hands to get through it. I'm like, bro, what are we talking about here? He ditched the chair and everything and started going. I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> he didn't make it. So though. Said, so <laughs> he said, he guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I just expected this dude to like Yoda flip out of the fucking wheelchair as well. <laughs> like he just used the force to like, ah, and then went straight for it. 
there's a at my work there's a, i'm not making fun of this guy but he says he's a vet i don't think so but he's very overweight but he's in the scooter and he waits for people to come out of the gym and go to their car and that's where he sneaks up on them and uh he says he asks him for money and people are like oh my god so people are a little bit is he out there and then you just see this car go like a away like in the front of the glass just all the way through and then uh you know, hit that cart. I swear he's putting all his money into that cart because that thing whips. I mean, it's got like right across the thing. I'm like, that's that thing could go on like on the highway. That's how fast it is. And this guy came in. He goes, you see that guy out there in the wheelchair? I'm like, yeah, I know he's a problem, man. I'm sorry. He goes, I almost blasted that fool. I was like, what? And his name's Rob, too. So that's how we connect. He just goes, what's up, Rob? I'm like, what's up, Rob? Um, he's a really nice guy. He's like a, he's like a fire department captain or something like that. Um, retired, I think. But uh, he goes, I was sitting there putting my stuff in my bag and this guy just goes excuse me sir i mean i almost turned around i i almost killed this man rob and i'm like damn man i was like that's terrible rob and he's like i know rob and i was like yeah and then he just walked away and that was the end of the story (laughs) (laughs) i swear everyone at your gym has some sort of form of rob or robert or robbie because your co-worker is also named bob (laughs) it's like you said my coworker's yeah, name is Bob? Yeah. No, that's the guy who's sitting in the parking lot who's oh, just a random 4.30 a.m. old person that comes in. Yeah. Yeah, I told him yesterday, and I'll say, I'll say it briefly. The, so the, the other day I was at work, and uh, a car had pulled up into the parking lot and had got right beside this person's car and had been like to where he couldn't open up his door. And then I'm taking a video of it, and as I stop taking the video of it, the car starts backing up. I'm thinking he's leaving. He actually pulls into the spot right beside me, and the guy goes, roll your window down. I'm like, fuck. So I roll my window down, and he goes, hey, Robbie. And I'm like, the guy, Bob, in the parking lot had told him my name and that he should ask me a question. And I go, yeah. And he goes, do you know where the gun shop is? And I'm like, it's 3.30 in the morning. This guy's dressed up in full hunting gear, and he's asking where a gun shop is. You tell me the logic in that and if there's any red flags that start going off in your head a little bit. And I go, I don't know, man. I don't even think there's one in Maryland. And he goes, there has to be one in Maryland. And like I Google it on my phone. And I'm like, yeah, does it tell you a time on there of when like the stores are open or anything? And he goes, I just told him like, man, I can't help you, man. I don't know where a gun shop is. And he goes, okay, thanks. And then he drives off. And then I go inside and tell Bob, I'm like, Bob, if a guy comes up to you at 3.30 in the morning asking where a gun shop is. You don't think that's weird? And he goes, no, I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm like, you gave him my name. He goes, yeah, I figured you would know. And I'm like, thanks. But I've realized in gyms, and this is what I, first of all, I can't go anywhere without people knowing who I am. It's not even podcast related. It's just strictly gym related because everyone goes to the gym to work out, either at different seasons or things of that sort. And this is also when you come in contact with people probably at their most vulnerable and not giving a shit. So they come in wearing no makeup. They come in with all these types of stuff. So you see a different side of people than I would normally see if I just met them in Walmart or something like that. They don't have the time to put on the, hey, how's the baby? Oh, that's fantastic. Have a good one. And then you're sitting there like, I didn't even say anything. She just answered all of her own questions. Uh, but it's different. And I started realizing that's why I asked you guys about like, do you guys care as much when you guys go out? I mean, it's, I found myself caring less. Um, yeah, man, I, I do care, but it's more like, I get tired of the shit very quickly. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. This isn't the place for me. This is not the place. And then I just like jet. I, um, 
go ahead, Tristan. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. My bad. I, I just lean on like comedic talent, honestly. Just try and make people laugh. That alleviates the pressure. And then I'll just stay in that pocket for the rest of the night until it's like time to go home. I usually end up saying something that's really awkward. And then it's like awkward, but it forces a laugh out, which is what I, I thrive off of. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I feel like as soon as you get a laugh out, you can just ride the wave. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even if it's like an awkward, like. <laughs> Like someone walks into my work and I'm right at the front desk or so right at the front door and they, they open up the front door and they see me staring up at the ceiling. And like, why are you staring up at the ceiling? I'm like, did they spray the foam all over the ceiling to make it look like that? And they look up like, how did they do that? I'm like, I know. And they're like, is that insulation? They're like, I don't think so. And I was like, it looks like insulation, but it's interesting. And they just look at me and I look at them and go, you can move on. <laughs> this is all I got <laughs> was that. Go away. <laughs> Hey, why is there a North and South Dakota? Because they split from each other. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. The state's probably too big that they decided to cut it into. Okay. There might actually be a really rich history behind that. I might have to look. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, why not just have Dakota? You know what I mean? Was they, were they warring at one stage? Were they, were they warring at one stage? That's a good, that's a, that's, that's a really good backstory. Have you ever tried to create a backstory about something that's not necessarily true? Like, I always think if I see a guy in an army, like best example, guy comes into my gym, he's got no legs. He's got metal like legs basically. And he always wore an army jacket and always wore an army hat. So I figured he got it from the war. So I created this backstory that he like jumped on a grenade or something. Now it turns out he had diabetes and they took his legs and silent killer when he told me that my facial expression dropped and i just went i take back my thank you for your service he's like i never even served i was like exactly and you're wearing basically false honor (laughs) whatever you want to call it false honor (laughs) i use it for the free drinks (laughs) (laughs) do you know how much pity i get with this army jacket Uh, no way (laughs) oh shit Man, after that North South Dakota shit, I just went straight into a Google and it just says after controversy over the location of a capital, the Dakota territory was split into two. What kind of controversy though? Because I'm thinking so, like, what if they split during like the, 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 that war, the fucking colonial, Civil, war? Colonial? Civil war. That's the one. Seeing. Like, all it says here when I did the quick Google, because I'm not just going to sit here and ignore you guys, but it was just like, um, they were, it just said after the controversy of the location of the capital. So I don't know if they were like, Dakota deserves to be here. It's like, no, it deserves to be here. It's like, fuck you guys. We're just going to split it into you Northers and you Southers. Just stick by yourselves, goddammit. Whenever you, you hear a capital city yourself, whenever you hear like a <laughs> blood feud between like these, these, these rival uh, mafia families and all this type of stuff, I was like, I would love to be there the day that that actually happened and just figure out what the real history is. Like, it's my bet it was something over, like someone didn't pull out a chair for somebody. And then they're like, we're feuding now. And it turned into this. He killed his sister and then killed his brother who knew a friend who knew an uncle who knew a cousin. I'm like, dude, I don't think it's that complicated. I feel like it's probably really simple. Like you didn't pass me the sugar when I asked her, you used all the ketchup, something so simple. And then you just got to well, evolve the, it. Just the acknowledgement. 
he didn't even look at me when I came in his place. I showed him respect and he didn't even look at me. It's like this guy was probably like looking after his two-year-old or something in the baby chair. And he was like distracted for a moment. And then when the guy passed and he was like really upset and everything. And then the guy that was looking after the two-year-old was like, hey, I wanted to talk to him. You know what I mean? But then the feud had already started. That's a big interest for me is organized crime. 100%. I'm a big history guy right now, especially doing stuff for my show and learning more about the 60s and 70s. But I'm not saying organized crime was 100% good, not saying that at all. But I'm saying that the way that you view it in movies, usually the bad guys are organized crime, the mafia figures, and the good guys are the police. That's just propaganda. The United States government, the DOD paid and the FBI paid to make Hoover's G-men look like these top figures there's literally a code for the production office in hollywood that said the bad guys can shoot as much as they want but they have to miss to make their fbi look really good when they came on screen and it turns out you learn about the assassination plots against castro and the organized crime the mafia figures were working with the cia to try and kill castro whereas like hold on you said these guys were the devil and the enemies and it turns out they're working together which made me just question everything about history where i was like bruh how deep does this relationship go? And then you find out Hollywood's history is just horrible. So <clears throat> are you looking at just the Italian mafia, like Cosa Nostra, or are you looking like Russian? Specifically just mob families that were influenced, like the Florida leader who was um, Santos Traficante. Um, members that are involved, what you would say their name comes linked into with the Kennedy assassination, which is something I'm making, like I said, a film about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that'd, that'd run deep. Yeah, that would run deep. I've come across government documents where they talked about Traficante being a double agent for Castro. Cause you got to think 635 assassination plots on Castro and not a single one worked. So was he getting – were they all that bad? No, I guarantee you some of the ones I can list to you, you would be like, that's – they had a heart attack gun. The CIA created a heart attack gun that would shoot out a dart from the gun, and it's a video you can find on YouTube. I, honestly, I can pull it up and show you guys. It's really interesting. But in the Watergate hearings, they pull it up, and this dart goes into your skin, and within 24 hours, you go into cardiac arrest. Then they had poison cigars, explosive cigars, poison pills. They poisoned his skin diving suit. To where they knew he liked to go swimming and that when he put the skin diving suit on, it would slowly start corroding his skin and causing him to like just basically die. And then they had an exploding seashell where I'm like, where was he getting this information? It turns out Traficante was locked up in Castro's prison when Castro kicked the mob and the government out of Cuba because he wanted to reclaim Cuba back. And uh, he was in Castro's prison and then he just gets released after like I think it was a short amount of time. Um, I guess they said he struck a deal or something like that. But I go, here's the thing that kind of messes with that double agent theory, which is if you arrest a mob figure, usually that's like you're dead to them. They're never going to trust you again. They're never going to want to be your friend. They're, they're going to literally come at you with a vengeance. And that's the only thing. But I don't know if that's just because I've seen mob movies and that's why it's like that. You know, there's a thing of not ratting. I mean, one of the people that happened to rat to the government about the mob's activities during the Kennedy assassination was uh, Johnny Roselli, and they found him chopped up in a barrel. So that's real and that's documented. But like, look, to me, that stuff's just fascinating because I'm like, damn, this is like real history. And you don't even have to watch Shia LaBeouf take off his shirt or anything. <laughs> Man, that would be interesting. Fucking hell. And it goes deep. That would go extremely deep. 
But to be there in the moment and just see it, just be unbelievable. Plus, like Lucky Luciano helped out in World War One, which is interesting. And so did Al Capone, surprisingly. Well, didn't didn't the um, the mob guys also look after the waterfront in New York? Yeah, so that's a big thing. Um, Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Oswald, uh, the House Select Committee on Assassinations found out that he was he was running guns in Cuba. Um, and nobody ever pursued really all the leads to find out what was going on. But in like New Orleans and all these places where the, the docks were run by mob figures, and that's where the government would be able to transport things into Cuba. And that's where they would do some of their businesses as well, too. Not everybody was 100% working with everybody. They were kind of just waiting to who's going to take the blame on all this. But there was a relationship there between the government and the mob. I mean, Al Capone feeding soup to people during the Great Depression, was he doing it out of the kindness of his heart? No, but he realized he could restore the people's faith in him rather than the government, which became a problem. But also the government looked away when they were doing their activities and stuff like that. So, well, it's it's, it's funny the the government's hold on film. You know what I mean? Like there is a code and whatnot. But when they were trying to get the Godfather up and running, they needed the sign off from the Italian mob. So, um. The, the producer on that film had to kind of get in bed with the mob and then kind of got tied up into a lot of shit there. Have you ever heard of the Black Dahlia? Yeah. 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 So Black she, Dahlia murders. She never, the real original Black Dahlia has a name, but she was never, she was found mutilated in a park. She was never an actual star. She never made it to Hollywood. She got entrapped into one of these clubs and she would sing at the club. And I had a historian that wrote a book about this on my show to talk about it. Um, and so we are somewhat educational. Uh, but there is uh, – she was trying – the mob kept telling her that she would eventually be in Hollywood as long as they kept singing in her club. And eventually it got to the point where they're using her, and then she you know, turned up dead. But it was because the mob has a connection with Hollywood. So does the FBI. So does a bunch of things. I mean the FBI – like if you look at – like um, they broke into the production code office at the FBI headquarters. It was a citizen organization that did that. They found a bunch of crazy stuff, and they released a lot of like – it was just a citizen committee that did it, released a bunch of like government documents about influencing into films and the connection, how deeply entrenched Hollywood was. And the production code office had – the Hollywood had bought studios by – I think it was Paramount Productions or something. They had owned movie theaters, so they would make a movie, and then they would – have the movie theater run their movies all the time which is like the biggest monopoly ever and they had to cut off that relationship i think in like the 80s or something like that um because they would just keep their film in there and just they wouldn't allow any other films out there which is interesting because like i mean even actors at that time could get blacklisted from hollywood for just having communist views and like, what's a communist view? Well, I don't support the war against this because I think it's wrong. You're a communist. And then the word labeling of communists was spread all over the globe. I think the guy who created the Yankee Doodle Dandy even only created that or started in it because he was being called a communist. He realized he was going to be blacklisted from Hollywood. So there's a whole book called FBI's and I think it's FBI goes to the goes to the movies or something like that that talks all about this and it's insane just to be like wow man you think like oh that guy must be a real patriot to do the yankee i mean if you're sitting in a sailor hat doing the yankee doodle dandy i feel like you have to be a damn patriot even if you call me a communist i'm like i ain't doing that dude i ain't doing that <laughs> man shit hasn't changed eh? With the labeling and sort of uh, blacklisting still happens today as soon as you say something 
they got technology uh, that shadow ban you. That's the hard part. It's like you don't even know if it's happening to you until someone chose to type up. I tried to type in someone's name the other day. Popular guy, Peter McCullough. And uh, yeah, his profile did not come up. And I was like, well, that's interesting. He was he exists. He was on my show. I talked to the man. So like <laughs> I can he was there. It wasn't an AI or anything like that, but you couldn't find him. And then even YouTube tried to flag his video. I'm like, it's a thumbnail. It goes five minutes long, and four minutes of that just says go to Spotify. So it's like you're just flagging his name. You're not even given the opportunity to, and that's what to me is like the most interesting thing of like what they deem wrong. Like look at YouTube's policies. They don't ever clarify anything. And I'm to me, I'm just like this. It's real simple. Your platform, right? So just define your terms. It's like with the government and national security, they don't define their terms. They leave it as an open door policy. So it's like anything can be national security. I'm like, well, look, COINTELPRO is national security. And they literally, there's documents, and I have these documents, and they say that the, what they did was they would send fake letters to the F, the Black Panther Party leaders' wives saying that your husbands are sleeping around with teenage kids. And I was like, those aren't real, though. It's just a low gut punch, man. And it's like that's how manipulative – and to me, it's creative by the government, but it's also like just define your terms. I don't like the abuse of power in that aspect of things. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, that's disgusting. <laughs> It's next level what they'll do to just fuck you around. Unbelievable. Like hearing all that shit is crazy. And then seeing, um, I guess, just what goes on with uh, regular news nowadays with like people getting called out, allegations, some of them like, you know, getting acquitted and then still having to hang that sort of title above their head. And they're still radioactive for God knows how long. You, you find that like I come across that a lot with the Kennedy stuff. Um, there's reporters or someone that witnessed the, like the guy who witnessed Jack Ruby visit Santos Traficante in Castro's prison. They called him an unreliable reporter and you can't trust his statement. So they didn't even bother pursuing it. This guy sees Jack Ruby on TV, kill Oswald goes to a FBI headquarters saying that dude was in Castro's prison visiting Traficante in 59. They said, you're unreliable. Because it messes with the narrative a little bit. Why was he over there? Well, 10 years later, the House Select Committee on Assassinations found out that, yes, Jack Ruby was in Havana when that guy said he was, but nobody ever pursued any leads. What was he doing over there? Well, when they asked Jack Ruby, I was just looking at the sites. <laughs> Does do you add a little bit more weight to what that guy said back then, considering he's dead now? He's a British investigative journalist. But that's a one in a million shot if you said that guy was in Havana 10 years before they found out actually he was in Havana. So he had to have seen him there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, so, I rant when it comes to the Kennedy assassination. That's a big topic. Yeah, <laughs> they're all yeah, good. Bet. It's funny, like, having that conversation because one of my cousins is so convinced with the Kennedy assassination and it's it's the funniest like um the theory that he has and he was like it was the driver that did it and he slowed down the, the, the video and he's like why did the driver look back and as soon as the driver looks back he gets shot and I was like it couldn't be the driver man Sounds just look funny. at the positioning <laughs> that's big with the community of like that's like the worst theory out there that one and Jack Ruby didn't shoot Oswald there's people out there that have the photos. Look film. At it. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that I've I have the film in my film. So it's like you're looking at it. It's like, but there's a part where like there is conspiracy. It's just about finding what is that. And I feel like you have to kind of disprove yourself on so many aspects of things. I mean, there's a Pruder film if you just watch it. 
uh, JFK's head goes back 100%. There's not a whole, but they say it goes forward. But even in the PBS documentary about it, when they first broadcast it, they showed it to the untrained eye. It looks like his head goes back. And I'm like, that's not what it is. You can look at the head, the explosion and everything. You see the smoke come out this way. So you're like, what is this? And it turns out the Zapruder film might be edited, but it's like, even if it's edited, it's still a damning thing. There are frames of the film that's actually missing from it. So you notice wow. how it goes really, really clear. And then right when Kennedy approaches, it goes really, really blurry. Yeah. So one of the members of the HSCA had actually interviewed the person who the CIA, there's three copies of that film. Okay. The only one we've, we've only seen one, but there's three copies of that film. So Life Magazine bought that film from Abraham Zapruder and stored it for 10 years. Why is a newspaper storing a film, the most important film, for 10 years? And then he mm. gave it back to Abraham Zapruder for a dollar. So it's interesting. Like there's these weird things where it's like talking about it, everyone just goes, oh, conspiracy talk. And I just kind of – I'm not going to rant about this anymore because I've done it too much on my show. But – there's really simple stuff that you can say. Oswald got a job at the book depository a month before Kennedy's route was even published. How did he know that Kennedy was going to come by? So we're saying it's a random impulse that he was going to take a shot from a building on the sixth floor, right? He had five days to prepare. He could have picked the other corner window, which would have went a, a way better shot, and it's right next to the staircase. So he had five days to prepare. He kills the president, allegedly. Then 30 minutes later, leave or he leaves the building 30 minutes later, kills a cop and then goes to a movie theater. That is the weirdest flight pattern I have ever seen anybody do. And why did he go to a movie theater with half a ticket stub in his pocket? He had bills in his pocket and didn't pay for a ticket. So did you know at the theater they arrested two people? Both of them looked exactly the same. One was Lee Harvey Oswald and one was a, in the one in the balcony that looked like Lee Harvey Oswald. So – that's suspicious as well, too, and I have the documents that all lays that out. The weirdest thing is that what we're able to prove through documentation from 60 years is that we know a lot more than he was just a lonely loser guy. I mean he went to – he's part of a fake defector program in Russia. He got a venereal disease, and in the document says in the line of duty. So I spoke to Blakey, who was the second investigation into the president's death, the House Select Committee on Assassinations. They proved probable conspiracy. In the Martin Luther King assassination, Kennedy assassination. So he's the most – he's the last investigation. So we should look at his evidence, and he proved that the Warren Commission got things wrong. They, they proved a lot about the official investigation, but nobody, the history books don't even talk about them. So that's where I stand in that, where I start going like it's about like I'm sure we all have weird stuff. I know, Rob, you're into cooking shows and watching alien stuff. But Tristan, you probably have like stuff that you're super interested in that you kind of go into that you look at like this is a lot more than I guess what the general public knows about. Now that you've put me on the spot, I'm trying to think of something that I'm really into, and I I'm can't fucking deflecting. think of anything. I'm just deflecting. <laughs> um, PC parts, to be honest, but I guess there's no real conspiracy theories on there unless you're talking about mounting a CPU cooler. <laughs> well, I mean, just something, I guess, like an area of interest. Like if you had to look at something in history, if you had to look at something like UFOs, if you had to look at something like mythology, anything like that. A bit into history, but nothing too crazy. So it all spurred from, funnily enough, God of War. So learning about Greek history and how that all feeds into each other as well, which was cool. But I think it's just general history that I like learning about as well, because I'll play like period piece games, things like that. And then you really just get into the whole, um, just researching the back end of everything and just how accurate 
all the information provided actually gets into it. So for example, um, I was actually laughing to myself before I came here thinking about um, uh, social workers in like Norse times. So Norse mythology, ever since the 2018 God of War came out and prior because of Vikings, I really got into. And then it just like, it spurred that on even more when I was learning about the gods and just how much, um, how there was a difference when it came to Norse gods, so Aesir gods compared to everything else and how out of their role, a lot of these gods were, for example, Tyr, the god of war, he was very much a pacifist. He wasn't there like, you know, let's go, let's fight. I'm going to beat everyone type guy. Like, you know, war and glory is my thing. He was a pacifist and he was also an avid learner of every other culture other than his own. So this guy would go out there and he would go to Egypt. He'd go to everywhere else and learn about their gods and actually learn about how they actually operate as well, which was awesome. And then you look at people like Odin. He was a tinkerer. He was a learner, shit like that. Like all of that is just really interesting to me. And I think it's like, it's not just history. It's delving into the psyche of the human being or even just anyone and seeing what motivates you and what gets you into stuff. Because like you see the actions that people take and you're like, all right, cool. How do you get to you? You start empathizing with people and you start wondering, well, how does this chess like piece really move when it comes to this kind of stuff? And now I feel like I'm just rambling as well because now I'm like, all right. And it's also from boxing when I used to get the shit kicked out of me because people would teach you, you have to play boxing like chess. So I think it's just people. Yeah. So it makes sense because our first conversation, we talked about AC Valhalla and a bunch of other stuff like that when it comes to barbarians and Norse mythology. But that's interesting. I I do like the, when it comes to Greek mythology, I'm a big nerd in that area, a hundred percent. Uh, I like looking at the perspectives and how they kind of translate through different literature. Uh, everyone's got their own perspective of like a certain god or something like that. But I just – I don't know. It's funny to me because as a person, when you're interested in these types of subjects, you try and connect with one. You know what I mean? You try and find where you find more similarities. Like everyone has their favorite god or has their favorite thing. Someone that they can – like mine would be like – I wouldn't say Apollo, but it would probably be Hephaestus. The guy that creates everything, the guy that can do all that, he gets all the shit every single time. Everyone calls him ugly and he like translate. And then you find like one mythology where they make him like really, really jacked from working in the forges all the time. And I'm like, but that's back then too. Everyone had a God that they prayed to. And basically where you would base your civilization off of would be the God that you would focus on. It's a little bit probably different in Norse mythology because they probably all went to Odin because he was like the all powerful one, much like Zeus is in Greek mythology. Yeah. 100%. So Odin really was looking after that family. And I think, um, like you said, there really is a difference in how the history is portrayed. Because there's some people who said that um, gods in Norse mythology, I can't speak, Norse mythology were very helping and they would provide guidance. Whereas there's a lot of other texts just saying that these guys were drunks that would just fuck people up on site and they didn't care about what they did all they wanted was to be worshipped and do what they want to do whatever they want to do which is unbelievable and then you think about it with norse mythology it's not just the Aesir gods you have like vanaheim all these other realms that they delve into because they're all part of the yggdrasil the world tree and it's so cool to see how um that all sort of runs into each other because Vanaheim is more nature, whereas like, you know, Asgard, it was elements that were not part of that. So it was like growth, but these guys were like, nah, we just have lightning and we just fuck people up. <laughs> we fight. What would you do if you had God powers though? I've asked like superhero 
surprisingly the history of comic books and understanding like like the concept of superheroes i go everyone doesn't want to say it but i'll be the one to say it if i had super if i had superpowers and there's a bad guy i throw him right out a window and be why like black adam to me i thought was a great movie i know a lot of people didn't like it i thought it was good i definitely think it was fast-paced they probably rushed that very quickly but i said that's exactly how i'd be with superpowers like you would be that i was like if that person's going to break out of jail, you know he's going to break out of jail, and he's going to come after your family. What are you going to do? Really? Come on. And I know people go, it's not like the answer you always want to hear. You want to kind of take the Superman route. Like, I don't kill people. I'm like, look, it's just strategic. That person's – you don't have to deal with it later, and you don't have to deal with maybe losing a mother or losing a family member. I was like, right there to end it all, just toss him out of building. 100%. It's the, it's the Spider-Man theory with Uncle Ben all over again. If you stop him there, he doesn't kill Uncle Ben. And me, if I was, if like, if it was just general god powers, I'd I'd probably be a horrible fucking god as well. Because if anyone like any like slighted against me, I'd like do crazy shit to him. Like I'd like rip an ear off, make him remember and shit like that, just so they never do it again. I go straight to maiming. That's the first choice. What What does Lex Luthor say in Batman vs Superman? He says. If you are all good, you can't be all powerful. And if you're all powerful, you can't be all good. Yeah. I think it's just like having like Bill Gates, for instance. He has billions of dollars. And like, there's no way you're not gonna start doing shit that's gonna make you look like a supervillain. There's there's nothing. Your your standards of living go up if you have more money. So then you end up spending more money and you end up being adjusted to that standard of living. I don't think people are inherently all good or all bad. I just think that when you take given options and after enough amount of time, like power corrupts absolutely. So I feel like if you have so much money to be able to do whatever the hell you want, oh, you can pay that speeding ticket off so you don't have to worry about going to speeding t- uh, limit anymore. I mean eventually you just – in someone's eyes, you're going to eventually be evil, and I think with like god powers and stuff like that, I think you end up – I don't know. There's something about someone you meet where you just vibe, and then there's other times where you just don't like the person. Whether it's the way that they look or the way that they act or something like that, I feel like that's if gods, if they have human characteristics like the ones in Greek mythology, then it was like that as well too. Like, why did they choose certain people to like fuck, and then other people they just murdered? I was like, damn. I was like, what's that one in a million? Is that what they're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but then, if you've been alive for thousands of years, you can read people by that point. You know what I mean? There is like this intuitiveness that you would have where you just be like, you're a dickhead. And I'm going to like, you know, make sure that the world doesn't have any more of you around. Just like flood that whole city or something like that. Plus, you can, you can teleport wherever you want, any time period you want. So if you're living back then, you can just snap your fingers and be on the other side of the world. And someone's like, can you help stop this, uh, this flood from tearing up my village, my cabbages? And you're like, I could. But also, I'd rather be sitting on a beach right now drinking a pina colada, just sipping a pina colada. Yeah, at that point, you don't care because your lifespan is what? Billions of years, and their lifespan is only, what, a hundred, maybe maybe 50, maybe 50. So it's like to them, to you, like you don't want to connect with people. It's like the movie uh, Dracula when it came out. That guy was like, I've lived so long, and everyone just had a family, died. There's no point in getting close to anybody because they just end up dying. It's like, yeah, eventually you just become broken. Maybe in the beginning you're really, really good, but then how long are you going to keep saving everybody until they keep relying on you to do every single problem for you? That's right. Yeah. It's High- Highlander. Highlander. Like high- yeah. Have you watched Highlander with Christoph Lambert? 
that's a difficult name to pronounce. Um, no, I have not seen that. See, it's, it's a story about this guy. He finds out he's immortal and just like lives forever from the like Braveheart times to, to, to modern day. But he's had so many partners over the years. He's like adopted kids and stuff like that. And they've all outaged him and died and stuff. And it's just, it, it'd just be heartbreak. Hmm. But he still goes back to the honeypot. The honeypot? Yeah. He still falls in love and he's still um, like, you know. Well, yeah. If you come across like a Kate Upton or Mariah Carey, damn right, you're going to fall in love with her. <laughs> These come once in every hundred years. <laughs> a honey pot worth dipping into. Call me, <laughs> call me Pooh Bear. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, did you see the new Blood and Honey movie? Yeah, yeah. I haven't that, watched it, but that looks great. I watched it. It was all right. It's definitely a C movie, but to me, it's just I think a lot of the weight behind it is because of the fact that it's Winnie the Pooh, and I'm like, how did Disney let this happen? Well, Winnie the Pooh and its characters are open source, so anyone can actually use them. You just can't put a t-shirt on that fucker. As soon as Winnie the Pooh has a midriff-type top exposing his tummy, that's that's copyright. So we, that's so what? weird. What? Yeah, yeah. So Winnie Winnie the Pooh and all those characters—they're all open source. Anyone can make a Winnie the Pooh movie, but you just can't depict Winnie as like the t-shirt wearing bear with like his tummy exposed because that's copyrighted that that image is copyrighted to disney so that's how they did it yeah i thought the director cut a deal to make those movies because there's a grinch horror movie that's coming out as well too same thing open source dr seuss dr seuss is all open source that's why people can make like peter pan oh no dr seuss is not open source but if he doesn't call him the Grinch, then is it actually called the Grinch who killed Christmas or something like that? But he called it Winnie the Pooh in the horror movie. Yeah, but that's... Google this, Pooh. Tristan. We need to fact check this. This is important. I'm about to start making some really shitty movies. I'll tell you that much. You need to get a Jamie in Look, that I'll room. talk. I'll talk as much trash on the government, but I ain't talking trash on Disney or the CCP because I know they'll kill me. I am actually afraid of <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that thing? about like the Mickey cups that have Mickey on the inside of the cup at the top. And if you fill your coffee cup up with like clear reflective liquid on the reflection, it says wicked. Damn. I'm not a fan of Walt Disney. I read his government file on the FBI website. It's not a pretty site. Really? You, what you dirt can, does the old Walt have in, in so his you can old closet? Look it up. It's pretty open source. I mean, it's on the FBI website. They published it. It's actually a document that's in parts, and each part's like 700 pages long. So it starts off really simple. It's like Walt Disney just writes to the FBI saying, we're going to include the FBI agents into Mickey Mouse cartoons so the kids can love FBI agents and want to be them when they grow up. That's not bad at all. I'm 100% okay with that. Later, it becomes that he's literally ratting out people that are striking up labor unions, calling them communists, and having J. Edgar Hoover deport wow. them and arrest them. And basically, when you got called a communist, this is how bad it went. It would blacklist you from ever getting a job because nobody like wanted to job? hire someone. Anything. You could, you could go there, and it would be labeled a communist. People, the word would spread so fast that you would be like, I'm not hiring a communist to work for me. That's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But people do that online now with social media. 
soon as you say something they don't like on Twitter, they are finding your job and they're like, this you? <laughs> and then sending it to your employer. But then you just Jay and Silent Bob them or you just show up to their house. Were you a fart fan 24 who commented this on moviepoopshoot.com? <laughs> and then you just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> so after after a bit of research, so it is like... Rob was right in regards to like Winnie the Pooh. So it's open source. You just can't have him in the red shirt. But the only people you can't use is Tigger because any characters that were introduced in the new Winnie the Pooh series, you can't use until... Actually, never mind, 2023. So you can use Tigger now as well. Oh, shit. It just... Beca- like today, the day today's the day that you can finally use Tigger and any things you want. Yeah, yeah. So as well as that with Dr. Seuss, they're not public domain and they, they stay copyright for 95 years. Yeah. So in it's, 2053, it, Cat in the it, Hat becomes public. It 2023? 53. Oh shit. I got 30 more years. Damn it. <laughs> um, in the twilight can... of your career, the Cat in the Hat horror film is coming out. Is that what you say, Robbie? No. Uh, <laughs> looking for music, looking for music for my film, I wanted to put mod- like because my JFK film, I wanted it to be, I think it would be interesting to actually make a documentary, but not just buttload you with info the whole time, but to make funny scenes to it. So like what I was doing was trying to find good music. House of the Rising Sun is free to use. It's public domain, which is like, that's a great song. And then that's there's actually like, pretty cool. A Frank Sinatra song about Kennedy, um, High Hopes, is public domain. Yeah. Wow. Would you ever consider scoring your film exclusively with AI music? I tried it briefly to see if it could create some stuff, and then I tried creating my own. There's mostly just things you don't think about, which is when someone's talking in like one of those interview things. They um, there's usually a low piano or some type of music in the background that you never even really think about and you don't even really pay attention to, but you notice it when it's not there. That's right, yeah. But add so much gravitas to the scene, especially if it's a hard hitting, impactful scene. You need that shit. Yeah, you need your sad violin guy. <laughs> yeah, you need that one doing the back with a triangle. Ding. I'm not doing much, <laughs> but it's helping. <laughs> it ain't hard. But it's honest work. <laughs> I mean, do you guys prefer watching documentaries now? Like, would you prefer something that's, I would prefer the hundred percent accurate information compared yeah, to, so I've I. seen a lot of stuff now that's very Hollywooded up and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. That, you know, that they're, they're, they're furthering the narrative that's already been created. You know what I mean? It's like sort of saying, you don't, there's nothing to see here. You don't have to worry about all that, but it's the shit that people create on TikTok. That's the stuff that scares me. Did you see my TikTok? Man, I see your TikToks constantly now. I subscribe to like It's good clips though, man. It's great, great clips. Fucking I'm telling great you, clips. I'm only good and- in quick sound bites. My grandpa was right. He was like, You're only good in smart bursts. <laughs> and <laughs> you you do the thing where it's like, Would you like to know more? But like you don't show the end of the the answer where you're like, Well, you know what I think? And then <laughs> Well, it goes for like four minutes. So I was like, I can't just give you like 10 minute clips. That'd be terrible. You can do eight <laughs> minutes. You can do I know, eight but clips. they always say the science behind your algorithm is the shorter the clips, the better. I'm like, I never say this anything short, though. We try and expand out yeah. the information, and all the funny bits are locked up. Even that car story ran a little bit long about the guy looking for a gun store. Yeah, um, man, I would, I would absolutely, yeah, keep doing those clips because they're getting getting lots of traction. Is, I tried to put this on there, and I wasn't going to claim it as my own. I was going to 
I was going to give them credit for doing this because I think this is hilarious. But this is what me and you were talking about yesterday, Rob. So I've, I don't think you've ever seen this, Tristan. This is hilarious. I never showed the clip yesterday. So this will be interesting because I'll put Rob's clip before this. So then it'll all lead up to some of the stuff we've already talked about. We talked about a little bit yesterday briefly. But this is uh, – you ever right. see Arrested, Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dragon, walk! Enter the room! Welcome, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> it was a stupid, stupid hire. Not hire! Eye level! Eye level! Kisses! Which one is Michael? Uh, Swoop me! Well, I uh, really appreciate you coming over, Uncle Jack. Thank you for having me. You may be amazed. I I'm invited into very few personal homes. To the nuts! The bridge mix! The bridge mix! Fool! <laughs> <laughs> Is this the little one? My God, you're an army man. I was never in the army. I was in the pictures. Here comes Uncle Jack. Shoot me! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I pinned him. I pinned the army man. God bless you for being in the army. Oh. Dragon! <laughs> Lift! Lift with vigor! Remember me? Lucille. Well, you look younger than you did the day I. Oh, you old fool. I'm Lucille. Ah! <laughs> Fabulous. Back to the blonde. Back to the blonde. Isn't she beautiful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shake them for her. It's okay. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Just something the body does when you shake it. Don't shake it. Don't shake it. Oh! Not the good one. Is he dying? What if he's dying? <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, that's hilarious I, just, I love it when he said to the nuts and he puts him in the nuts he goes the bridge mix the bridge mix <laughs> shoot me <laughs> left with bigger oh do you guys have anybody exotic like that at your family gatherings because how good every single one of you do nah man they all died what yeah yeah all, your whole family Nah, the the exotic oh. ones, the ones that, that kept it interesting, legit, they all died. My grandmother used to walk into a room, right? She'd go, let me just check your temperature and legit just grab a stranger's cock. And the family friend that was over would just be like, there is an old woman's hand on my penis right now. And she would just like, just checking your temperature, just walk off. Is that and how you check they, it? They just Have I been doing it wrong do. all this time? I mean, you could go from behind as well, but I don't think my grandmother wanted to put in that much effort. She just wanted to make a little, you know, shock and awe <laughs> display of uh, comedy. The best I got is probably my grandpa who smokes lots of weed. Um, but then my uncle who does the same, but he is a big like conspiracy guy, a hundred percent. And surprisingly, we do not agree about anything. <laughs> He goes way too into it. I just go what I can prove. You know what I mean? He's very – as much as I can get called a conspiracy theorist, I just have a document that I go by where I was like, this is this. This is factual history. Just pointing this out there. And he's like, I know they're turning all the water. So it's all in the water. Why do they put fluoride in it? Do they actually care about your teeth? And I'm like, damn it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that shit that comes out of just left field. 
Like apparently brushing your teeth twice a day is bad for you. I hope not. Because toothpaste is caustic and it just whittles away your teeth quicker than anything. I know too much tooth. It's funny. Once I got like, I, had a, I got a tooth taken out and I know it's going to be terrible for you, Tristan, because you hate dental issues, but I don't have the best teeth, but I had a tooth that was taken out. And funny part about that is they gave me um, a pill, but they cut it into thirds. like to do, so they give me a small little bit. So you had to do it three times, this little small little bit of a pill. And um, they gave me all three of them. And my heart rate is naturally low because I work out all the time. So they hook up this heart monitor machine to me. And I was at, it beeps if it goes under 50. Now mine goes to 48. And they're like, I think there's something wrong with the sensors. So every 90 seconds, they had to hit the mute thing to stop the beeping because it would just beep, 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 beep. So they go, let's get another machine in here. They pull in another machine, hook it up to me. And it's at 48 again, and it's beeping. So every 90 seconds, they have to keep muting this machine for the two-hour procedure I had to go through. Okay. So as I'm take all this, I'm like, well, I'm not knocked out. So what do we do here? Um, cause I would like to be out for this procedure. And the doctor or dentist goes, I can't give you the stuff to knock you out now because I gave you that and you might drop too low where I can't, we can't, you might lose you. And I was like, Oh God, you never even hear about that with the anesthetic type stuff where you're going under anesthesia. They never even mentioned that. And, uh, he goes, I go, so what are we going to do? And he just goes, I'm going to have to do it while you're awake. So as I'm leaning back in this chair, that light in the dentist's office is the most – it'll knock you out basically. It'll take you in and out of things. So I'm going in and out of consciousness with his knee on top of my arm, one of the nurses holding my feet, and the other one beside me holding my right arm down. So I'm gripping the chair as all this is happening as well too, and I'm looking up at this light. And as I'm doing this slipping in and out of consciousness, all I'm hearing is Adele, and she's saying hello from the other side. I swear to you. And I literally said it as like he was in there and he takes a little break. I just go, can you switch the song, man? Because I'm tripping out to this. It's like being on the, like when you're high and something snaps you into being super high, you know, like it's a music, it's a song, it's a food, but you kind of realization of you're in it. That's what happened to me. And I, that I, every time I go in there, I just get a major, oh. but ever since then, I've been like very cautious with my teeth and everything. And Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm starting to notice it more now. Like I'm more conscious of everything. And then I was like, before when I was like brushing it once a day, I never had to worry this much about teeth problems. And now it's like, I'm afraid to eat goddamn Captain Crunch or I'm a chip of tooth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. We, um, we just did $8,000 worth of, uh, teeth reconstruction for my son and he had to go under and it was the scariest fucking thing that I've ever seen. You watch someone else go under like anesthetized. And like they're there and then they're just not there. And it's like, it, it wasn't voluntary, it was involuntary. And he just counted and he was like 10, 9, 8. Uh, it was like, it was the saddest shit that I've ever seen. Anyways, he had four teeth taken out. And afterwards, his, he was just spitting up blood. He had metal teeth put in. One tooth broke mid-operation. Then, Wait, like metal wooden... teeth put in. Yeah, like riffraff. Riffraff. Who's riffraff? You don't know the rapper riffraff? No. When Tristan googles him, he's gonna laugh really hard when he sees this guy's mouth. <laughs> he's got he's got them on the sides. They actually look pretty fire, but they will like grow with his teeth until he's like thirteen, and then just they'll just get knocked out, and you'll swallow them. Tiptoeing in my like, Jordans. Yeah. It's just in solid. Riff Raff's got like shark teeth in his mouth. 
Nice. He's got all metal shark teeth, dude. I was like, that's a really risky thing to do. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I just, the other day, I, it was like a month ago. Maybe I, my passage of time is really off. So it might have been two months ago or three months ago. But I had gone out to my car door, um, to my car just to start it up before I went to go to work and everything. And I go and pull the door handle. The door handle snaps off and hits me in the mouth, and I chipped this whole front tooth. The whole thing, oh, just the, the bottom of it snapped off. And I go, what the fuck? So <laughs> I fixed my car door handle. That was funny because I created a joke while I was doing it. We were watching um, – me and my buddy were fixing it, and we were watching a video of someone with the exact same car model fixing the whole car door. The, the handle and everything, taking the door handle. I was like, this is fucking great. I love the internet. Um, and <laughs> I was – we were watching the video, and I go, imagine they put it all – they take it all apart, and then they go, now we're going to put it back together. But there's only 10 seconds left in the video, and he just goes, psych, you're fucked, and then it just ends, and you're kind of <laughs> left there. With so I go back to the dentist after I get my door handle and everything fixed. I go to my dentist next, and they put the bonding or whatever on it. And it's it's flat now. It's perfect now. But we had to, I had to keep going back because the bonding fell off and it did all this. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I don't know if you know what tooth pain is, but it's not good and it hurts a lot. So he, I thought he cracked it because he went to go. Does this hurt? And he goes and takes the pick and it doesn't hit lightly. It's hard. And I just jumped out of my like out of the seat. I was like. Yes. You know what? I'm going to go home. He's like, we have to fix it. I go, I don't live with this for the rest of my life. I don't give a shit. But yeah, they fixed it and everything like that. I mean, my teeth aren't bad, but I don't know. It's just that dental shit. You don't realize how expensive it is until it starts rolling through. You're like, fuck, how much are veneers? And they're like $32,000. And that's like for yeah. one tooth. You're like, oh, you piece of shit. Like, come on. How much is it really? Yeah, it's actually $64,000 per tooth. <laughs> it's like, damn, we should have been dentists. I'll tell you that much. They make a killing. Yep. Oh, man. That's right. Should have. Or a dental assistant. Yeah, you don't have to do the work. You just kind of stand there and hand supplies. Did you turn on the laughing gas? No. What? Why? No he's... wonder he's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> just thought just he was the joker with that psychological condition. He laughs yeah. all the time. Just <laughs> sucking the spit out of people's mouth. They're like ex dentists are experts at picking when someone's going to salivate. Have you noticed that? That yeah, they they're right on it every single time. They know exactly where it's coming from. Like it's they're coming like, from here, behind P fourteen. The the dental assistant's like, Shh, and he's like, no, I said P fourteen. Like, <laughs> get them working at water parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or brothels. So, or, <laughs> or just movie theaters. Like, why does the floor always sticky when I'm trying to leave? I know. What the fuck is that? Have you ever lifted up a cushion from the, the, the chair in the movie theater? No, we got recliners. Yeah, that's what I mean. So we got recliners as well. But my brother-in-law's phone fell down Ooh. below the, the recliner cushion. So we were trying to get in there. And then I just lifted the cushion up. Down there was just like an orgy of candy bar, like grotesquerie, just disgusting shit. Popcorn, the, the, the ice cream, the lids, all of it was just down there. It was filth. I'd write your movie theater about that and just be like, hey, real quick, these theaters are disgusting. <laughs> so I, I would but it was at like a preview screening, like a free screening that we went to for our podcast. So I was like, ah, 
do you guys prep with that? Do you guys go to movies and actually, besides watching them at your home, but do you actually go to a theater like you guys plan together to go, or do you guys go separately? Uh, most of the times we go together, but a lot of times, like we might go separately, or if we get a screening from a movie studio, we might go. Like you can only only two of you can go. It's like fuck. All right, so only two of us will go see it. Could I ask your opinion on something? Sure, absolutely. I love so, it. So um, for my film, I thought the best way to end it was do a actual live screening of the film and then have the ending scene of the film be the ending of the reaction of everyone in the theater watching the film. And it was going to be me in a seat with my buddy and my buddy goes, looks over. So after all that work, who do you think killed JFK? And I just look at him. I was going to go roll it again because I never say it in the film. I never I don't want to do the who and the why, but I thought that would be hilarious to have like an actual theater thing and then end with that as the ending of the film. You could, but what's the tone that you're going for in the movie? Because that will like depend like how hard that ending hits or will it just be a, a voiceover over like the black and white footage of the blood spray and the impact of the bullet hitting JFK's head? It was just going to be an actual like filming in the theater of me in the theater seat with like my buddy. But my film is very comedic. Okay, all right. Well, then, but yeah. it's it's info. It's real info, but I'm doing it in a funny way. Like I had people say, like I was like, use as much colorful language as you want, and the guy's like, and you had the fucking guy in your custody. Like he, it's that type of thing, but it's random. It's an old guy wearing a fisherman's outfit, and that's what he actually dresses like. So to me, it was just funny to have that, and I think this would be hilarious, much like how like my first film was, but mine would have actually real info and it'd be a lot more condensed onto an actual plot line and everything rather than just be a film about a film about a film that you never see. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Are you also going to go to Dallas at any point and like just have shots interwoven of you, like walking on the grassy knoll or like walking like down the road where, where Kennedy was shot. I'll talk a lot about this more with the off air, but I'm not going to Dallas to do that. What I actually am doing is showing actual newer photos and then older photos. So in a scene where it's showing the older photo, it cuts to the new photo and it cuts back to the old photo, but it's so quick. It looks like it was like, what is that on the screen? Like if you blink, you would miss it, but it's like something where you're watching, go what? It's like kind of flashing back real fast and then bringing you right back to it. So I have a bunch of that stuff to show how things have changed. Um, and like just really interesting stuff. Like the guy who owned the book depository buildings, like one of these big oil tycoon type people. And he took the window that was the window where the shot was from, and he put it in his house and would have parties and have people gather around it. So like I'm doing a two-hour film, but I'm also doing episodes, and I'm going to pitch them to Netflix and see which one – because I want to do it for free. I want it to be the public's film where anybody could just view it on YouTube, but um, I want to try and do it because I have over 200 hours of content saved on my computer. So it's like how do I condense that into two and a half hours and then also – make longer episode versions that focus like on the autopsy like nobody knows where kennedy's brain is so that's been missing since 63 shit so, so i i talked to the person who went to the archives and he was like this is they have photos of his brain he's like this is kennedy's brain that's straight from the guy who was there looking at it so like that's how like my film includes everything. It's not just saying like here's this and where is it at. It's like there's people that actually went to these places and went to go to these things and like this is what I saw and I can tell you, you know, my personal opinion. It's always what they say before something conspiracy, and they'll be like, I don't, I don't think this is Kennedy's brain. Damn. <sighs> yeah, I like the idea of the theater, the theater ending could be cool. I think so. It started in a theater. Or not starting in theater. It end 
for Oswald, his life kind of ended at the theater. So unless you pan over to someone that looks exactly like you in the theater and then have like some no, that'd be cool too. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> and then the credits could legit just be people like like you asking people who do you think killed Kennedy? And then people saying, I reckon uh, it was his neighbor. Uh, it's it's like, like that. If you ever get into one of like if you, if you could think of a community that's like the most divisive community ever, like it's like being on Xbox and there's all those people shouting at each other. That's the JFK thing because everyone's got an individual theory of who did it. My whole thing is like that's cool, but what can I prove through a document? Like if I have evidence to support these things, that's what I want to show. If anything, raise all the flags on the ship and let the audience kind of sort it out. I think most people are intelligent enough when they're watching something like, is that real? And then want to go like look after it. So if I just show you an actual document about it. I got a video flagged off YouTube for showing a document. They said national security. I was like, well, fucking they released it. And apparently they reclassified it. So wow. I had found it, showed sure. it on air, and then they reclassified it. And then I can't, if I, I had the link and everything, you click on that link, you can't find the document. Shit. Fucking hell. That's Did you take screen grabs at all? I got the whole thing. I showed it on air, the episode and everything. I'm not going to say it on here because it'll get me striked again. <laughs> That's so crazy. Reclassified the document and everything. So they, the, the Assassination Records Review Board, after Oliver Stone's film, create was that was created, and that was to disclose all these documents. Now, where four years passed when they were supposed to be out with all these JFK documents. They released 18,000 in December, and then Tucker Carlson went on air and said something I had been saying for months. Um, and then people were like, wait, it's real? I was like, oh, dude, I hate all of you who said that. I, I can't believe that shit because he had to say it. And then everyone's like, oh, news media says it, so it must be true. Um, but I have the documents to it, and it's the MK Ultra stuff, if you guys know what that is. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's involved with Ruby. The guy who happened oh, wow. to administer a flu shot to Jack Ruby was Luis Joy on West, and he was an MK Ultra doctor. So after that flu shot, he starts going crazy and having like these insane breakdowns. Now he's now proven to be an MK ultra doctor, Luis John West, but he was the same therapist for Charles Manson. He was the same therapist for Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma city bombings. So it's like his name pops up and that's a lot of coincidences, man. That's just like, and I have the documentation on it. So I'm like, I'm showing just strictly the document stuff, but it's like, some people don't even know what that MK ultra stuff is. I mean, that newest film just came out about it and I was excited, but I think it was a terrible film. I, I think, they really kind of try to take the blame off a lot of things. Like they what made movie it. What was that? The MK Ultra film. What was it called? MK Ultra. MK. Oh shit. Yeah. But there's a scene where they were like, "We're doing this new experimental treatment. So instead of giving your son a lobotomy, we can roll him in this program where we're going to test out LSD on him." And then like mid lobotomy, they phone rings and they go, "We got him in this experimental procedure to give him LSD." But if you know what the project was, they were dosing random civilians that didn't know they were being drugged. Like that's how far MK Ultra went. That's Operation. So look up if you look up right now, Tristan Operation Midnight Climax, and if you want to read it, just so I'm fact checked here and I'm not bullshitting you guys. I wouldn't know any different, to be honest. I think that's the also the world. Because how the fuck would we know? If you say something confidently, I believe you. Yep. Operation Midnight Climax gave um, Sydney Gottlieb permission to test drugs on unknowing citizens, which made way for the legacy of the operation. 
fuck. So you can read the journals about it too. It's it's the Hate Ashbury uh, district, I think it says in there. Jesus, this is a lot. So the Hate Ashbury district is a place in San Francisco. They would so Luis John West. They found um, letters between. He's a UCLA professor. So MK, MK Ultra was over forty four college universities that were funded a large amount of money to experiment with LSD. Now, LSD was used during the Cold War as truth serum, okay? So they found a way to manipulate it and be able to synthesize it to basically have people divulge their secrets and divulge information that might be trying to find the truth. They also found a way to be able to mess with it to make someone's complete reality shatter and cause them to go crazy and unstable and just basically – like there's a – if you know the Intercept website – um, a guy had had a report on there. Luis John, this guy goes to an army medical facility, and this is exactly my document that I showed on air stated this, and this is what got me in trouble. A lady at the CIA agency had recalled a couple of agents hearing talking about Kennedy need to be dealt with within the next five years. Then upon returning back to the thing, they noticed her and they stopped talking about it. Later, she was called to return to an army medical facility where she would receive an polio inoculation. And as she was getting the shot administered to her, the doctor said, this shot will make you forget everything. That's the MKUltra project. So that was the document I had, and now that is no longer available to find. But you can look back at the episode. I think I still got it saved on my computer. But – it was the Haight-Ashbury district in San Francisco, which they created these fake brothels. It was a hippie brothel type thing. They would have these people, students, dress up as hippies and drug random people, and then they would release them out into the kind of the public on these drug kind of rages, and they would freak out. Like there's a story about a guy throwing a, a, a chair through a glass window of a business, and everyone's freaking out because they were dressed up as hippies. People would think those are the hippies. These hippies are bad, and then it was – stopping the protests of the hippie movement by doing this and it goes a little bit deeper to the point where they were trying to really find the cold war tactics of it and it's like with oswald there's documents from the government was he ever given lsd does that prove he was an mkl agent that's not what the point is the point is that proves that he was intelligence because they only did that to their intelligence agents in case you got captured and they used lsd on you you knew how to deal with it and it's like we used lsd interrogations all the time as well too which is like i said Without ranting a whole lot, that gets me super interested into all that stuff. Because I, I do, like you look at Manson's trial, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Um, he wasn't treated fairly, and I believe in as much as he was crazy, and I do believe he should have been locked up. It wasn't done properly. The lead prosecutor had put a prosecutor on the defendant's team to sabotage Manson's opportunity or just chance in court. Where I go, even I think he would have been convicted fine. But also, they could have got him on prostitution charges. They could have got him on drug charges. They could have gone on anything, but they waited until after those murders happened. So they knew where he was. They had him there. Even when he was on probation, he was allowed to go to Mexico to go survey land. Why do you have him going and surveying land? What is that about? And even the judge was like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is this? Why did you let him do that? Well, what was the time? Like, what was the years that this spanned? Probably, I would say 55, and then you could bump that to – I don't know when they stopped, to be honest with you. People think Sirhan was MK Ultra, the guy who shot Robert Kennedy. So I haven't dived down that rabbit hole yet. I can just show you what I can prove. Because I, like, I was just thinking, if it started in San Francisco, 
the Zodiac killings were also happening around 68, 69. So it's not a linked... Zodiac killer. Not, not a Zodiac killer. But it's a, could it's they, a, have, could they a, have used MK Ultra on the Zodiac killer? No, nah, it's, it's, it's not exactly 100% like down to a science of how they do it. It's basically you can make someone go insanely crazy. But even then, it wouldn't be as strategic as the Zodiac Killer was. Like they were, that guy was writing letters and doing all that type of stuff. That's not, yeah, yeah. From what I was reading, it was very much like they'd try and induce and do like subliminal messaging. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, lights, um, music was one. They use it um, in insane asylums as well too. Uh, that's why I said about the MK Ultra project about experimenting on people with LSD. They went to insane asylums and mental institutions first because what are some people that do? in the eyes of society, don't have rights. Um, that's prisoners. That's a bunch of things. I mean, Jack Ruby makes a statement, and I kind of show this in my film. He states they gave me cancer. Um, and he, he did die of pulmonary, pul pulmonary carcinoma, but then his second cause of death was uh, cancer in his lung. So did they inject him with LSD or did they inject him with cancer? I can't show you what was in the shot. I can show you a year before at an Ohio penitentiary, they were injecting prisoners with live cancer cells testing on them with cancer so that's real but i can't prove what there's no documentation on what was in his shot but i can show you they gave him over 200 and something x-rays in a matter of two weeks with 1967 radiology equipment so that's going to give you cancer if anything so there's a lot of things like that are just really suspicious where i feel like as much as i'm telling you guys you're kind of like oh, is this real or not when i have it backed up with a document to show you on the film I show you the number of x-rays. I show you the receipts. I show you all this type of stuff. And this is all like documents-wise. I think it's important to get the release of those. And that's what I want to do with my film is do what Oliver Stone did with his. Write your congressman. We deserve answers and you know, really get this out in court. So at least the history books can update a little bit. I don't care who did it. I really don't. I just think that we know a lot more than we did in 63. Yeah. Damn. Sounds interesting, man. I'm excited for the doco. Damn. I'm Same. surprised I ranted again on that shit. Damn. Happens it's every time, especially when I'm drunk. To. When I'm drunk, I just fucking lose it. It all goes <laughs> out. My buddy's like, this is great. I'm like, God, I can't stop talking about it. This guy, this fucking guy at Hammerheads again? <laughs> I told you to stop serving after the fourth pina colada. God damn it. <laughs> it's always that fourth yeah. one. Yeah, then Robbie's in the corner. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's daddy pee in the house, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you like pina coladas and JFK assassinations. <laughs> it is, uh, I don't know. I've been working on it eight months, so hopefully it turns into something. 100%. And you know you shit. You know you shit. I know and a bit. I don't definitely claim not to be a researcher, but I've tried to 64,000 things of documents, so. I'm looking. That's why it pissed me off about like the word misinformation and the conspiracy. I mean, if you talk about the Kennedy assassination, you guys know it. Even though I just explained some to you, it get lump. It gets lumped in that oh god, and then walk away type deal, which I don't think is like more people. If you if I said Martin Luther King was killed by a conspiracy, people would believe it because there's a large amount of history that understands that there was a complete misjustice towards a certain ethnicity. And I go look at Kennedy. He wanted to give civil. He was the best in civil rights. You could use that connection there, but it's just about people in power that abuse the hell out of it. And if people are all thinking one mindset, and you come in with a new era of thinking, you can look at then again point to insane asylums. People with disabilities locked in insane asylums. You had ADHD, you were locked away. 
it wasn't about necessarily a certain ethnicity or anything. It was just about if you had something that was different from what they classified as normal. And that's like, to me, is like, I'm trying to find that common ground, which is really hard to do. And it's not diminishing any other value to anything. It's just saying, when you we get to this playing field of like understanding, we can stop rolling our eyes at things and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Because I didn't even know that they were releasing court docu- documents, that they were getting unsealed or... Two weeks ago, released. they released 400 more. It's like, well, I never see that. You didn't hear that either. That as, yeah. yeah. They're not going to publicize that, man. That's conspiracy stuff. But they didn't count on Robbie Robertson on the fucking case. It's not me. It's the researchers, man. That's what I really got to give credit to. The people that spent 60 years and gave me the time to talk about it. Because then, like, I mean, our generation wouldn't care. Other people wouldn't care. It's just so far in the past. It's hard to get people to care about last week. True. Yeah. It's only a select few people who are like around our age who are really into that kind of stuff, but it's not a whole generation like it was back when it first started. You know what I mean? Like TikTok nowadays, you've got to condense everything to within like, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 seconds minimum, or even four minutes max, like Eclipse have been. Is that gonna digest. last? Is that gonna last? You think TikTok? Yeah. TikTok, TikTok for sure will last. There's so trying many to, trying to ban businesses. It over here. Yeah, but there's so many businesses that require TikTok to function. This is the first time that they've gotten so close to their actual like consumer base. Even like big corporations like Doritos and shit like that, they use TikTok and like they get mad results. Yeah, and then the Doritos create... is like solidified by the goat screaming in the commercials. So we've we've never seen that. What? You know what I've? Yeah. Do you want me to show you it? I, 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 oh my god! Yeah. So we miss out on all those mad Doritos commercials that like, like rappers do. I think Drake did one, or someone did one. We yeah, we miss out on all those ones. The ones we get over here on TikTok, and it's a guy like the three sides. Why don't you just dip it three times? And he goes like, "All right, cool." And he goes nacho cheese, guacamole, and then salsa, and then smashes the chip. And then- I tuned out listening because this is so important. I'm sorry. This is just, you got to watch this. God, 2013 is so long ago. Yeah. It's, that's when it released the whole era of goat screaming videos. People are like, wait, goats scream like that? It's like, yeah. That's why they did it in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. It's quite uh, comedy. I've yeah. never heard an animal scream like that in my entire life. Yeah. That was a, that was uh, a scary fucking ad. It's a murder. That you reckon? Ad. Yeah. Murder yeah. But I always get scared of goats. You could fight the argument that maybe that started the true crime phase of our uh, uh, society. And also <laughs> the awakening of the Illuminati. That's real. That's real. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't um, believe people um, in shrouded cloaks. I'm with but you. I believe a deep state 100%. People go, what do you mean deep state? I go, capitalistic system, man. Things are set up for business to profit, monopolies and stuff that's not, I guess, out there. And people go, that's not, that's not Illuminati. I was like, to me, that's an Illuminati. 
That's a deep state, dude. A bunch of people working together, making business transactions. I did have someone talk about secret societies on my show. He is an academic. He was not into conspiracy stuff at all. But he goes, at Bohemian Grove, it's just a bunch of people setting policy. I was like, yeah, but it's weird setting policy in front of an owl statue. He goes, yeah, but they're just talking about like a, a pipeline or something in Russia. And I was like, that's still weird, man. You're in the <laughs> middle of a forest in front of an owl statue. And he goes, I, I don't think it's that weird. And I was like, go to an office. <laughs> Take yeah, day. something like this <laughs> order pizza i don't care just don't be in the middle of a forest talking about governmental policies it makes me think of hot fuzz when they all like crowd around that stone table oh and it's my like God. so brad and anna have now decided to name their children <laughs> hot fuzz is an underrated movie that is a fantastic movie fucking 100 percent i remember seeing that at the movies when i was like 13 or 14 our maid's dad took us and the look on his face when we got out of that center was priceless he did I, not know what he was in for i was i watched it probably why old are you triz if you were 13 14 uh so i'm 30 now i was probably so, like 10 watching that dude we got it on dvd or something like that and i watched it i didn't know any anything about it and i kept watching it over and over again my grandpa would be the last person to be like this is a bad movie he would just be like i like it it was a good movie he always watched Steven Seagal funny. stuff, so getting him out of his uh his nice. uh zone. Yeah. I never Respect. noticed how fast like if you look at how Steven Seagal runs, it's awkward. Oh yeah. 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 It's like he's equal two when he's running out of that off. fucking train. <laughs> uh, that that was just bad cinematography. His equilibrium <laughs> is way off that guy. There's something else happening. Like his feet and the, the his torso aren't doing the same thing. He doesn't know where the fuck he's going. You ever listen to the Sammy the Bull podcast? No, no. So Sammy the Bull is a big gangster mafia guy. He basically killed a lot of people. Like Godfather days, killed a lot of people. So he didn't get arrested for that. What he got arrested for was he was selling ecstasy um, and got arrested for that. But it's funny. You listen to those stories. You kind of get the behind the scenes of some actual stuff you hear about, like real stories, like history stuff. And he said that he, they got J, uh, Steven Seagal back into making movies for the mob. He wanted – he literally quotes this he, because in his podcast, he interviews like mob people as well too. But it's just mob stories. But it's they fight over stuff you like – it's funny to me because they fight over stuff that nobody cares about, like a detail. Like he didn't order pasta for Zool. He ordered to, – and it's something stupid, like a meal order, and they'll start bickering back and forth. And um, oh god, John Elay I think is one of the guys' name, but he was like selling a bat on the show after he was just talking about bashing people's heads in with a bat. And it's just like, what? Are, what is going on? And he's literally talked about how I guess Steven Seagal, the person he was like dating at the time or married to, was like connected with the mob family or something like that. And he, the way he explains it, Sammy the Bull explains it, is that he wanted to like go and do yoga and meditation and all this other bullshit. And they got him back into making movies, and that's where some of his movies came from. I don't know if that's true, but it's just interesting to hear that type of stuff. I would not be surprised. I, I remember Seagal at one point was so pressed by the mafia <laughs> and he had, he had to go have a sit down with them to actually keep making movies because he refused to pay them. This is also around the time that uh, Seagal Nasso, the production company that he had with uh, Julius R. Nasso, also broke down. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's, a re that's real shit. That's real shit. Also, like, yeah, the the bullshit that Hollywood puts out. But Skull was never a real fighter. 
No. That hubkiddo bullshit that he was pumping. You like, watch him. You watch him now. They just shoot him from the waist or the the neck up. Yeah, <laughs> but he 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 doesn't do any technical throws. Like all those guys flip for him. Pause. I believe it. Yes. I don't know what do you, I mean the guys I mean he does not look in shape I don't think he can literally throw anybody do you see when he does the karate videos he just goes and then I, I hit you like this and he like brings his leg up off the ground like this much and he's like and that, that'll hit you in the throat and then the guy's like no it won't you can't lift your leg up that high and he's like and then I give you the chop and I'll knock you out and he goes that chop do it right now and he goes yeah yeah you see you're you're sleepy and it's like no what <laughs> Yeah, there's guys on Facebook. There's like a they they do they call it bullshitto, <laughs> and they always take videos and clips of his. And he's like, if I hit you in the brainstem, there's no way you're surviving that. No man under God can survive that. And then they try it, and the guy's like turns around. And he just like ground and pounds the other guy. <laughs> like all of it was just horseshit. They do this test where they have the person sit in front and they take a stick and they hit him in the head. I watched one and the dude hit him and then you're supposed to roll to kind of bring the force. So stop it from dude, that dude, he went to roll and he just passed out. Like that was it. I was <laughs> like, dude, this is not, there's people. I mean, that's a real thing. There's people out there that are really getting, getting over the wool over their eyes on people when it comes to being able to trick them into how much karate they actually know. Or I'm like, I don't know. I don't trust any of that shit. Yeah. 100%. It's like the Especially. film fighters aren't the same as like real fighters. Yeah. Like uh, with Steven Seagal's fighting style, it's it's not meant to be like you know the the end all and be all when it comes to like his fighting style. It's not meant to be like a hand to hand thing twenty four seven. It was just meant to be if you lost your sword as a samurai, you would use that until you could get your sword back. Like it wasn't like okay, you can walk in and like you know fuck up fifty guys in a room and then walk out. Like just throwing guys left, right, and center. Yeah, but it I'm, looks I'm, good on camera, though. I will give them that, and that's like that's part of the legend. Like, yeah. Can you imagine seeing a guy in a room just throwing motherfuckers left, right, and center, and just be like, "Wow, like this guy's got it. Like he's got a certain aura and everything." He's got an intimidating Stuff. tactic. Nobody's gonna mess with yeah. you if you're throwing somebody across the table. Yeah, I don't yeah. like falling down. You know those <laughs> awkward falls where your legs hit the fucking coffee table or something like that. It's not nice, man. Or the I fear. like my ankles clack together and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your ankle clacks together. <laughs> my fear is one of those falls where there's some falls that don't hurt and then there's a fall that you hit and it's not even it seem like that a big of a fall, but it just you hit and you're like, damn, this one's got me down for a little bit. Yeah, it's like a complex movement fall, but in a short space. So you do a lot of damage, but you, you didn't fall that far at all. You fell like maybe like two feet or something like that. But because you hit your head on the chair, your knee on the table, and you're fucking like, you know, your toes smacked against the door frame or something like that. It's over. I was at my buddy's house and I was leaving their thing to go run to my car and start up because my car is like 30 years old. So it takes a minute. So starting it up and I was running back up the steps and I slipped and I went head first right into their door and I hit. And I'm like backed up like this and I'm thinking they don't see that. So like hurry up and like kind of dust it off. And all I hear is, are you okay? And it's the ring doorbell. Oh. And I looked and I was like, yeah. I was like, is your door made of mahogany or something? That's a tough door. <laughs> and I stood up and dusted my pants off and went back inside. But I was like, damn it. You know, do ring doorbell ruined everything. 
an accidental slip up or something. There's there's times I'm like, if you hang around drunk people, you see something you're not supposed to see. You always see something where it's like this person thought they were alone and no one's around. And it's funny because one of the friends, we're going to the I, I go to the bathroom and they go, they're they're female, so they go into the female bathroom. And as they go in there, there's no over top thing. There's it's no wall that's solidified all the way up to the top. So it's like a divider. So you can see over, or you I mean, you can't really see over. You'd be like forty feet tall to be able to see over it. But you could hear over what's going on inside. And all I hear is someone, my friend, laughing and then going, you, "This is a part where you've had enough to drink. No more to drink." And they're talking to themselves. I'm like, "Oh my god, everybody does this too." And it's like it's like <laughs> when there's, there's freak out, there's check moments in the bathroom. I'm hearing it, and then we <laughs> we go back to the bar, and I'm, should we get another drink? I go. I think you even know you've had enough. <laughs> it's just, what do you mean? It's just like nothing, nothing. So if they listen to this, that'll be fun for them. <laughs> nice. Uh, I was just thinking about awkward falls. There was one where I fell like, let's say about two meters, but because as I dropped, I like kicked my legs out. So my knees did that bend backwards thing as I hit the ground. And that uh, one fucked me up because I was landing just coming off the wall. So my knees bent backwards. I hit my head into the back of the wall and then just fell over onto the front and grazed my knees. God. Fuck that was that. equally like just embarrassing, but so painful. Not for hitting my head or scraping my knees, but that click when your knees go too far. Oh. Yeah. And my, my ass knees hurt do that. as well. <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks. <laughs> 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 i get that as well but it's like because it creates like a hinge it just flicks you back <laughs> it's like a mouse trap. <laughs> yeah. it's the worst you look like one of those um those speed bag things where you just hit it and it flings back at you <laughs> so you're just like <laughs> i had a fall where i was running down a hill and as i was running down the hill i went face first into the ground but then i i, I it, when it rolled me it somersaulted me i stood back up and i was still going so I just didn't even acknowledge uh, yeah. it. I just didn't acknowledge it. I just kind of <laughs> got to the bottom of the hill and my dad's like, you good? And I was like, yeah. He's like, it looked like it hurt. I was like, you couldn't tell because I bounced right back up. <laughs> I feel like once you hit the ground, it's the hard part's getting back up. To me, that's the hard part. Taking the injury and then laying on the ground, it's like you feel safety there. But then it's like, to me, it's just like getting back up is the hard part. I don't know what's going to snap. Like sometimes I stand up and my knee pops. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Far out. As soon as you lose momentum and you, you got to think about and do like a little fucking survey to see how all your body groups are doing, it's like, well, you're kind of fucked here. Hmm. Why don't you I take, remember, a, take a minute to check yourself? Yeah, I remember I couldn't brake on this bike. Like it had the back brakes, but it didn't have the front brakes. And I didn't know how to use the back, back brakes, but I took this bike for a spin down this driveway and it was downhill. And I went all the way out the front and then there was like the cement cube of letterboxes and I hit the cement cube and I flew and I flipped over the bars and just landed on the ground. Mm. And it like, it took the wind out of me, but I just like, I was like, God help me. <laughs> well guys, like everything just hurt. We've been talking for almost two and a half hours. Uh, oh shit. Spotify has a two hour limit. Yeah. I said I said they go fast. Um, but I appreciate the time you guys gave me to talk today. I always enjoy talking with you guys. And Tristan, you gotta come on more. We'll have to do yeah. more. We gotta get David on at some point. You guys coerce some peer pressure him into him. 
<laughs> peer pressure. I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm not good at peer pressure at all. So I'm like, do this. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, do it. I was like, fine. Damn. Um, <laughs> but where can people find your guys links Tristan if you have any separate links and Rob if you have any separate links uh, nah, we're all linked together uh, yeah. but, not on, but not on LinkedIn uh, but we are on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram Twitter, TikTok and uh, yeah I think that's I think that's kind of it I would hope you have no more social platforms on that one <laughs> <laughs> But I'll link all your guys' links in the description. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Blank Podcast. Stay tuned for next episode.